grown men who care way more than they should. Glenn Clark. Glenn, no way. I'm sorry, Aaron. The Alicia Fox call you the man beast. AJ Francis. And of course, everyone boos Roman Reigns, even though he puts on the best match of the night. Aaron Oster. Guys, look, there was that one time. You know, oh, geez, Aaron. You're the worst. You are the worst. This is jobbing out. What's up? What is up? What's, What's up? up? What's up in the world today? What's going on? What's, What's happening? What's going on with What's the world and everything around you people? What's the story? What's what's in Oh, hello. Welcome in. I uh, I had this great idea that I was going to look up how much uh, a ticket to All Out costs and I was going to make that uh, the episode number, but I can't even effing find it because for some reason uh, uh, I, this is not a joke I searched on StubHub for All Out they sold out well they did they do that I was out. looking for the secondary market uh, 134 is your get in price it's episode number 134 of Out. that's your get in price for All Out on uh, Saturday uh, episode number 134 of Jobbing Out right now it's uh, myself Glenn Clark Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone and of course the main event I think he's got one more in him. Yeah, there it is. AJ Francis, a.k.a. Frank, Sausage Castle Wrestling Champion. Uh, Hey, AJ, do you know who you're facing at Primal Conflict Wrestling next weekend? Uh, Yeah, I know I'm in tag team match i found out on the internet yeah i was gonna um, say i i found that out as well um it's uh i'm facing a guy whose name is g fed who i would guess is a ripoff of k fed uh, oh g feds <laughs> he's been a long time yeah, he's been around uh, for a minute this area he's been around for a minute that part is true um yeah so it, is this gimmick a, is this gimmick a ripoff of k-fed not no sort of sort of it was they were part he was part of a group called fed up who were from the mean streets of westminster so yes in a lot of ways i mean it's a not a di- it's not a direct ripoff of kevin Federline. it's more um just trashy in general like it's sort of <laughs> is is sort of the bit uh that you're going for there so it's just it's slightly different than just being about Kevin Federline. But yeah, that's next so that's next Saturday in West Virginia, primalconflictwrestling.com. dot West Virginia, Primal Conflict. Um, I am probably going to do some weird freaky athletic shit that nobody expects from a three hundred pound man. Well I'm looking forward to that. I am going to actually I'm trying to rearrange some things that I might be able to sneak do you know like when on the card you might be going? Because I, I can uh, no I don't. Okay. I'm gonna try to s I wanna get out there. I've talked to my wife about it. I would like to get out there uh, for the night, so we're seeing. But it's AJ and the, well, right. the truth. The truth of the matter is, if I'm not in the main event, then I want to go first, brother. I hear you, and get out and get on with your night. I totally understand with that. Uh, AJ and the Midnight Outlaw against G Fed and Preston Quinn. 
that is the match for Primal Conflict Wrestling next Saturday night. So, uh, locals, you can get out and check them out. But you've got uh, some more stuff you're doing before then, correct? Yeah, I am defending the Sausage Castle Wrestling Heavyweight Championship this Friday uh, in Astatula, Florida. It'll be day 210 of my glorious title reign, which is the longest in history. It'll be my 14th title defense, which, once again, is the most in history. Um, I am the standard bearer of fucking SCW. I'm the gatekeeper. I'm the undertaker, basically. Now, how about that? How about that? All right, very cool. Now, uh, we only have Aaron for a little while this time, but we're going to be doing... Th- this show's going to be crazy this week. I think we're going to do, like, two segments this week, and it's just going to be kind of a bukkake in both segments. So whoever's here is here, whoever isn't isn't. Aaron, what we'll do is we'll save for the second segment um, previews of uh, a UK TakeOver and, of course, uh, All Out coming up on Saturday mm-hmm. night. Right now, let's just talk about what happened this week. Let's go with that. Uh, maybe we start, AJ, by you asking a question. Who had the best match in WWE this week? So t- not it's not an easy one it's not because there's not and the, but typically sometimes it's not that way because you're like ah i've got like three match like there's not one match that really stands I mean, there were there were several good matches there were week, good matches oh. i agree if i had to vote for a match i would probably go buddy murphy ali that's where i was leaning to so aj i, I honestly liked baron corbin in the mist I mean, I didn't think it was a bad match. I just thought that Ali Buddy Murphy was a better match in general. So, um, I think simple math says two defeats one, and Brandon's not here right now, so um, he gets no vote. And uh, you've got your answer. It's what it is. Uh, Buddy Murphy Ali is the match. Um, nice pick, by the way, on everybody's part. Great job, everybody picking Drew McIntyre. Way to go, gang. Right. Way to go, everyone. Maybe you should have listened to me. I I, I, I need you guys. To- Understand that my finals was Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens. Well, that went really well for you. I mean, <laughs> what a call! What a what a call on your part. Did Brandon pick Drew McIntyre? I feel like he might have been the one person that, besides me that didn't. Um, I I I, I, I picked Drew. I, I thought it was Henry. I know you did. Kevin as well. I know who you picked. I'm very aware yes. of it. The man. It's never, to me, to me, it's never been more clear that it's going to be. King Accord. Oh, it, it at this point it almost has to be. So I'm yeah, not going to be right much. Longer. My, my uh, by the way, I, I, would, I would also like to take the time out to point out that that promo by Baron Corbin after the match may have been the best one he's ever cut. Yeah, I might be right about that. It was pretty good. I mean, it was pretty good. There's no doubt about that. You know, I I, I think that's where they're heading. They're probably heading that way. At the same time. Chad Gable's getting more screen time than anybody. Okay. They're building up Gable. Okay, that's all well and good. I, 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 don't, I don't think that he's winning, but they're building him up for the run. I'm Look, my pick to begin with was Ricochet, so I'm going to hope that it's Ricochet. The reason I picked Ricochet is because his name is literally King Ricochet, right? Like, <laughs> right. come on, dog. Like, what are we doing here? This is the easy choice. But no, I, as I said at the beginning, the only thing that makes this valuable at all, because the King of the Ring does not mean anything, it's it's worthless. It's but it becomes valuable if it's Baron Corbin because it's a way to remind us all how much we hate Baron Corbin. Or Elias. And, yeah, yeah. I just validating I validating Elias would be a good thing. You say that, but I feel like Elias lives in his own world. 
I, I don't. But he shouldn't. But that that's not a good place for him. I disagree with that. I think Elias has been great, and I think what makes Elias so great is that like you could decide next week that you just you wanted Elias to be a, a face again, and you could pull it off, right? Like Elias is over, is over, over. Like he's just over, kind of no matter what. We we are inclined to like Elias, and when he's a bad guy, we'll be inclined to root against Elias. Like we're we're fine with all of that. It- Here's here's the problem though with Elias living in his own world because when it comes to to wrestling storytelling, off oftentimes in his own world means it doesn't matter what we do with him because we can just put him out there. Well, okay, I mean, uh, I, I, and I, I I don't love that position. I mean, I it, and I, also honestly I hate to I hate to agree with Aaron, but uh, he also for that reason doesn't get big. Like match, I hear, I right, I hear that argument, and that I there's something to be said for that. You're not wrong. Um, I I just I feel like the difference is you have to remind us if we're not reminded of why we hate Baron Corbin, we're inclined to just not give a shit about Baron Corbin. Um, whereas we're inclined to be into Elias, and I think that you have to remind us that we hate Baron Corbin because when you don't, we just sort of pretend and forget that he exists. Um, that's that's maybe the flip side for me but look i i I hear you i'm fine with it either way ultimately i'll still stand by ricochet um as far as the biggest stuff that came out of this week i guess let's start with smackdown and how things ended i i i assume this is just another step towards us ultimately learning that this is daniel bryan but aaron your theory that you threw out which was asinine i guess could still play out here Uh, yeah i mean i i I, you're right the the whole bloodshed but the idea that I did think that they were heading towards this might not be Daniel Bryan. Like, that's a weird segment to do if it is Daniel Bryan, because you got the clear spear and you got the clear Roman standing over him moment. So if it's Daniel Bryan, where are you going? I mean, you're going to a match. Like, you don't, you don't have, haven't had a match. Daniel Bryan, have Daniel Bryan actually physically assault him with Rowan. Yeah, I mean, like, there's plenty yeah. of things that you can do moving forward. I mean, actually, you can do, but it just, I, I don't know. It seems like it's a big build for or just that reveal that we, you know, having the reveal just like that. I okay, well, part of the problem is they've dragged this thing out for six weeks, already through one pay-per-view. I mean, like, we can't go back. Right. Re- the build has been fucked kind of a little bit to begin with because of well, when they yes. introduced it. But- also, I love how they, they clearly have a, a camera showing Rowan and it took five uh, weeks to get yeah, out. I mean, that's the weirdest part of this. <laughs> I mean, that is, well, I, all of it's been weird, so let's take that back. It's not... Um, I, I honestly don't know how you don't do anything other than Daniel Bryan, but I think the question becomes, um, is it as, is it as simple as, no, no, there is no question. I take it all back. It's, it has to be Daniel Bryan. There's nothing else that makes any logical sense. The idea that you have that Rowan did it on his own and that you painted where you have him reunite with Harper, like you're only doing that if you're trying to spin Daniel Bryan back to being a face. And why Unless it's, um, could you imagine what if it was? What if his elbow injuries are work and it's Dean Ambrose? I mean, <laughs> that would be something. <laughs> like that would be, that would be the sort of false words. Yeah, right that there. would be a pretty damn good story. <laughs> I would be willing to listen to that. Um, I just don't. I, at this point, I don't see anything else you can do. Like, I, I you, you have to get the Roman Reigns versus Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan at some point because my God, how long have we done this? If we're not gonna get to Roman Reigns Daniel Bryan at some point, like. You have to get there eventually. My favorite thing is that it's gonna be it's gonna be at Clash of Champions, and neither one of them is a champ. Uh, in right. fairness, at, at one point, look this week they, as though they were gonna have all of the championships be in one match. So <laughs> yes, mean, like, that too. It's a very it's a very strange bit, man. I don't know. I just feel like at this point there's just no other option, 
and you drag it out maybe another week or two by having Daniel Bryan pretend like he didn't know and then you know at some point we find out that he knew all along and that hopefully gets us to an inevitable end of this thing because it's dragging take away on. what I take away what I said two weeks ago about Hart like is there another person who could be a mastermind type is there anybody else out there? Like, I could think of one. It wouldn't really make sense. In fact, it wouldn't make sense. I would hate it. But I did see it thrown out, which is uh, Bray Wyatt. Just kind of going back to that. But why it, Why would you? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I'm just, I'm, I saw it thrown out there, so I just wanted to I guess my question, why bastardize Daniel Bryan in the process, right? Like, da- Daniel Bryan's the guy. He's the one that's supposed to be getting the match with Roman Reigns because it's Daniel Bryan we're talking about, right? Like, right. Why make him a side part in another storyline? Why make Joe a side part? Well, I mean, they've done a lot of shit with Joe that I haven't understood. <laughs> that's, I mean, part of the issue is they've kind of said that's who Joe is, sadly. Uh, I disagreed with it. I thought it was the wrong way yeah. to do this, but they've kind of made it clear that that's how they view Joe. Daniel Bryan is still supposed to be a star. You know, like he's still supposed to be a top main event type of guy who was literally just in your WrestleMania main event or championship match a couple right. months ago. Um, I, I can't fathom this going anywhere other than that. Now, it, here's an argument for you. If you play this through to a Daniel Bryan-Roman Reigns match and then add oh, an additional yeah. swerve, I, I could listen to that. I could listen to we're getting Daniel Bryan-Roman Reigns out of this. Daniel Bryan's able to stay, stay heel afterwards. Oh, but by the way, as it turns out, he really didn't know um, I, yeah, and that that's kind of the what I was positioned. I wasn't saying never have that match. Okay. I was just saying what's the end game here. Yeah, I mean if you do it that way, I guess I could see it. I just I still don't know that I really understand it, but I could I could see it and that smells But more... as we said, we don't understand anything about this. All of that line. is true. All of that is true. Um Yeah, why why would a guy trying to kill the real question is why would a guy who's trying to kill Roman Reigns set up um, a makeshift stand where that when he pushes over the rafters, it lands perfectly to not kill. Doesn't make a well, lot of sense. Here's, though, here's the other thing: Why is Roman on the other side of the hallway? The I mean, question. yeah. I, I, why? 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 Why would you try to hit somebody with a car when they're driving and then clearly hit the back of the car? Yeah, none of this seems to make much of much sense unless you were just trying to send him a message, which would have made sense had it been Samoa Joe. Like, again, going back to how this thing started, this all could have lined up with Samoa Joe being the answer and ultimately saying, look, I wasn't trying to kill you. I was trying to send you a message, right? Like, that that could have been a way to tie all of these things together. That would have been fine, frankly, if you had played it out that way. And, by the way, if maybe somehow, some way, they still spin back to that at the end, I don't know how you would do it. <laughs> I, I don't know. I I might not hate it necessarily. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. It really does reek of like they didn't know exactly what they were doing when this whole thing started and they wanted to buy themselves some time and they're still not necessarily sure exactly what they want to do with it. Um, I, I'm not wrong, right? Like that showed that clearly Rowan didn't push the initial thing. He pushed one side. Right. But he <laughs> Well, again, there would have to be two people, which would make sense that the other one would be Daniel Bryan. You know what I mean? Like that Yeah. That that I don't know. It's we're, this is silly. This is also damn silly. Um, the the tag. It team... was me, Austin. It was me. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm I'm all in for it being Vince at this point. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I genuinely hadn't considered it at all. 
I'm not even going to lie. I don't know that I hate it either. <laughs> There's a history between the two of them, right? Like, I mean, you're not going to get a match out of it, and that's the part that would be problematic. But, like, eh, why the fuck not, right? Why like, the fuck not? Why the fuck not? Um, I but thought this is all we're going to end up being Shane instead. Oh, God, no. God, no! <laughs> Here we go. No! There, there's someone who... There, there is someone who has a history of jumping people in parking lots and trying to put them out. It's Johnny Gargano. That's true. That's a good point. That is a good point. He does have a history of that. Um, all right. Let me uh, knock out a few really quickly. Um, one being that our tag team championship match is now between two tag teams that weren't tag teams as of eight days ago. Um, as it's going to be Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler who were suddenly announced as a tag team by the Street Profits instead of like giving us any sort of backstory or reason why they would want to be a tag team, um, they're going to face the uh, the, the, the awkward uh, Braun Strowman and uh, Seth Rollins team. Glory, the glorious show-offs? I don't have a problem with them being a tag team. I like, I like that. I think it works. I just wish that like the introduction to them as a tag team would have then been like actual work being done to set them up as a tag team instead of them just being announced by the street prophets who for some reason sit backstage and just announce everything any longer. They're a Greek chorus. That's what they are. It's weird. It's a weird bit. I don't know that it's helping. I I think it worked for a little while. I don't think that it's helping any longer. I don't think it's made me want to see more street prophets on main TV. It just feels like another way of doing... Me want to see more street prophets on main TV. I want to see more... just racist. No, I want to see more street prophets on main TV because they're good. Like, I want to see them wrestle. I want to see them do... Like, I want that. This isn't making me want to see more Glenn, of them. do you hate black people? Well, Glenn, yeah, but... You, don't, but, you want to see less blacks on your screen? Exactly right. You've known, you've known that for some time, AJ. In fact, uh, just a simple reminder uh, for everybody, I am the most racist of everyone on this show. That is a known fact. <laughs> um, look, I, I, really, I don't want to spend too much time talking about the street properties. Look, I, 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 I don't hate the Ziggler rude... As you said, I, I do hate them running through the tag division. Like, I, that's a mistake. I mean, there's been a problem. Uh, I mean, they're, they, they're both. The thing do, about do you think Ziggler and Rude will be on top of the tag division in four months? No. Then there was a mistake. Uh, what I hate, here's a, I, I'm going to say it a different way. What, what but, I, but they'll be, be, be a good enough transitional champ. Like, like they have the. The two of them combined have enough singles fucking backgrounds to make it believable that they can team up and beat anybody. I I I agree with that part. Here's what the what I the more eloquent way that I would say it is. It's a real shame how Harry just fucking hates Dolph Ziggler. Well, he does hate Dolph Ziggler. You're right about that. I do hate Dolph Ziggler, and I hate I hate makeshift teams beating you know long-term top tag teams okay and what so, i would yeah, say is this, this is everything yeah I, right you love you fucking i bet you jerk off right now if you found out that they were gonna the first team that they're gonna face after fucking clash of champions was show miz mm, <laughs> mm, he's right about that <laughs> 
Cat. Look, admit it. Though, is an established. They have a team name. They've had. They've had tag team champion reigns. They're established. Come on. Admit it. He's right about that. Um, what I would say is, I, I hate what they've done to great tag teams that exist yes. in the Raw tag team division. Like the the raw tag team vision yeah. has tag teams. The that are double good. disqualification gave me the the gave me the weakest, flaccidest boner. Though. Yeah, yeah, dude. Like we're talking about the revival. We're talking about the fucking club. We're talking about great goddamn tag teams and a division that could be as good as the SmackDown tag division. Like it, it's not necessarily the Usos and the New Day. But it ain't that far off, some of the tag teams that we're talking about in this process. And yet, they get treated like shit, whereas the tag division... Well, on the, the Usos were supposed to be the flag bearer for Raw, and that just didn't work out. Yeah, did, did, did you notice that uh, WWE started running uh, PSAs about drunk driving this week on oh, social I did, media? I didn't even notice that. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. Um, that's, that's the shame of it to me. The, the problem with this to me is that, like, there's a great tag division that exists on Raw. They just haven't bothered to, like, make it or allow it to be a great tag division. And so, I don't, I don't like that. Um, do I care that it's Robert Roode and, um, Dolph Ziggler? No, because I, I do kind of agree with AJ that they both have enough chops as singles performers and... A lack of this is kind of logical for them to go in this direction. Like this has the makings of a Cesaro, uh, Sheamus type of tag team where it's not something you know you need, but once you get it, you're like, "Fuck, this is awesome." Um, I I like that. I wish they would have done a little bit more work to get there, and I wish they wouldn't shit on the incredible tag division they should have on Raw in the process. I wish that they would give more reverence to the actual really great tag teams that exist on Raw that they've constantly kind of failed to do and give them the opportunity to shine the way that they deserve. So that's what bums me out. Um, uh, Lacey Evans isn't dead. That's weird. <laughs> that's a really weird thing. Um, had a good match, in fact. Who's that? Lacey, you might have heard of Lacey Evans. Uh, she was a former uh, female competitor on the show um, that everybody kept telling never, you. Never, yeah, never, you're damn right never. you haven't. You're damn right you haven't. Um, a couple things. Ronda Rousey is on this season of Total Divas. What does cool. that make us think Wait. about Ronda Rousey's future? Well, when was this film? This was I'm presumably I'm filmed like the this, lead up to WrestleMania. That's what I'm presuming that this was filmed then. So it could be nothing more than just, hey, we did it so we can air it. And it gets us more Ronda Rousey on WWE programming. But it, it just seems like it's not going away, right? Like it seems like this continues to linger with Ronda Rousey being out there, and is there a possibility that that means something more is coming? Until she says she's done, it's going to I be mean, out there. If she don't got a kid, they said this airs in what October? Yeah, that September? sounds. Yeah, I think that's right. If she don't have a, if she's not pregnant by Survivor Series, I bet she's on that card. On Survivor Series. Yeah. Um. Okay. Reasonable. I like. I don't know. I feel like that. That if she was going to work Survivor Series, why? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe you think that they, she. They, they do try to get one or two matches on that card right. to make it a bigger feel. It, but is your idea that she works Survivor Series to WrestleMania? 
Uh, I'm thinking she does take she does Survivor Series. She's gone for a little while. She's back for the Rumble till Mania. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I I could see that. I could actually see that being a logical way of playing this whole thing out. Um, what did you think of Sasha on Monday? I guess that's less of a. I guess that's less of a. That's less of a taker schedule and more of a Cena schedule. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're not. Yeah. Right. Uh, what did you think of Sasha on Monday? Loved it. Love her. Best thing. She's so sexy. Oh, Still. Okay. That's she a, got the crazy, different... crazy gear. Shout out Sarai. Okay, but what I about? Mean, she's just. By the way, I love the fact that you just uh, uh, talked about his wife being so sexy and then shouted out uh, her uh, husband. I did kind of love that. I actually thought that was really good. I mean, am I wrong? Like, no, is that no, her whole no, gimmick? Nobody's arguing about that. that. She's a no boss, one's arguing. She's a bad bitch. Is that, is, that whole, is that the whole gimmick? Is that she's a bad bitch? I, I, I Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. That's a, that's a very fair point. All right, you guys tell me, because, Aaron, you don't have much more time. Tell me what else you want to talk about in this first segment. Um... I mean, we kind of hit on the, you know, they, they're really focusing on those two main stories and then the King of the Rings. So we're just kind of into that transitional period right now. There's not a whole lot to talk about when it comes just, you know, directly WWE right now. you think right they should have had Braun win the match on Monday and so you had both the titles in the match? Nah, I'm, I'm fine with keeping that apart. Just, oh, wait, let's, let's actually talk about that now that we're, like, you know, directly heading there. Um, I, I, you know, I don't know. I didn't listen to the full episode. What do we think is actually going to happen? Like, is there going to be a fall in that match, or who interferes if not? In in the title match? In the title match. Yeah, I'd be really surprised if they had Seth Rollins pin Braun Strowman. I'd be right. stunned if that was the case. I mean, we're not, obviously, we'll make our picks and make our picks. But no, I I can't fathom that they have Seth Rollins pin Braun Strowman. I don't really, I, I don't know that I like this to begin with, right? Like, I, I don't like it. There's, I, I see one logical I think, out. And, I and think this, I is, this is, this is how it's going to go. Seth Rollins is going to end up beating Braun Strowman however he has to. Braun Strowman's going to flip the fuck out, turn heel, and beat the shit out of Seth Rollins. So you say we come out of this with Braun Strowman heel continuing to chase Seth Rollins for a bit. Into hell in a cell. Correct. Correct. Um, okay. I don't love it just because you're, you know, you're doing that flip with Braun and we've talked about that before. There's one other logical out. If you're going to put the belt on him, finally, he should be. A, he shouldn't be a face. I don't know that they're going to put the, the belt the on belt. him, though. They should. We've been saying they should for two years now. What's changed? I know, but the the thing is, like, if you put it on him now, you make you make Seth chase again, get Seth even hotter. Seth finally wins it back around Royal Rumble. Roman wins the Royal Rumble, and then we get Seth Roman. I mean, I don't. Yeah, the Austin, the Austin Rock of our time. Does Seth chasing again make it hotter though? At some point, if you're going to be yeah. this, you're going to, if you're going to have short turns, then chase, then short reign, then chase, you start losing credibility. Not when the people you're fighting are like 20 times bigger than you. There's something to be said for that. There is something to be there, said there, for that. There is something to be said. I just, I don't know if it, I, I, I see on paper how it works. I mean, if I don't you just look at, if you just put, if you went to jail, if you went to a jail to identify a suspect and you put Braun Sherman, Brock Lesnar, and Seth Rollins in a lineup, one of these things is not like the other. That part is true. Yes. You're absolutely right. And then, I mean, I guess the question is, and then are you having Rollins go over 
Roman that like in your in your story you have Rollins not a point, chance. And, and that's the problem if he's just you know continually chasing and never actually holding the belt that's damaging at some point. For who? For no, he for would hold it. He would hold it in my in my idea. He would hold it from Royal Rumble until Mania. Is it more damaging than what they've been doing with him? I mean, I think at some point, if you're if you're going to make him, you know, top face champ, he has to have a sustained run. I mean, I I don't know, I don't know. I, I, I mean, my 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 honestly, when when I saw everything go down on Monday, my my first thought was, you know, how how do we get out of this with no one taking a pin at all? And the answer is Bray. The answer is the fiend. I mean, but I also think that's part that you have a boner for Bray. I well, mean, like I, they got to do something with him. Okay, but right <laughs> that, now you immediately. I mean, to be fair, to be to be fair, we should all have. A boner I don't disagree for Bray. with yeah. that. I don't disagree with that. But is it logical for but, somebody to go? Boner for, and by the way, boner for Bray should be a new hashtag. I don't dis- I don't disagree yes. with any of those things. Do you think that that they have the foresight to throw someone from just being reintroduced a month ago? to being injected in the title picture and keep that hot for much longer than that. Do I think that they have the ability? No, I don't necessarily think they have the ability to, but I think they're going to try. I mean, okay. I, I, I think there's, there's two ways to do either that this isn't the end of Seth Braun, which as, as AJ says, turns into it. But if we're keeping both of them face and we're, ha- you know, then the logical conclusion is something is going to happen. And the most logical something is Bray at this point. I mean, but the, I think we're just saying that because it's, we just like Bray. Like, I mean, I, I, I don't... But, oh, but who else would it be? Like, okay, let's 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 go take a back step. I, if, if you're saying that they have to be faces, presumably it, it'd be tough to have one of them take a fall. What's next for Seth? Um, I, I think that I'm, I'm more inclined to agree with AJ that I think at some point you don't do this if you're not considering Braun going heel. And I've always said all along you have to have Braun be heel. Like you, I, I get that he's, it's been silly and fun, but at some point a monster's supposed to be a monster. Like at some point you, you've got to go back to that. Like you, this is the way that this works with someone this size. You've got to go that route. If you're not, I mean, also you put them in a tag team championship match, they have to turn on each other. How do you not have one of them go heel? Honestly, like, how do you have them drop the tag belts, both be fine with it, and both still be faces coming out of the night? Like, how does that work? The easy, well, you, the easy way is the easy way is you have Seth lose the tag belts for the team, and then you have him beat Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman flips out, and that's the he'll yeah. Right, but that's, like, I mean, that's how it should be. Booked. That's what I'm saying. As, like, as far as how do you how do you have them both come out? Is you inject a third party in that they're both but going after? But the, but you're assuming that they're still going to be okay despite the fact that they lost the tag team belts. They, like, they don't. No, they don't have to be okay with one. Two faces don't have to be okay with each other. They can be separately going after the same thing. So you're just making person. you're just making it a three way thing moving forward for the sake of making it. Look, I mean, I'm not saying it can't work, and I'm not saying that I wouldn't enjoy it. Um, I don't think it's it, necessary. It was, you know what? It was it was it was it was Braun Strowman that helped Eric <laughs> Rowan. Oh, oh, it gets us away from it altogether. All right, Aaron, and I know that bring Roman into the picture, so it's a four way. Yeah, right. 
Uh, Aaron, I'm not done with you, Roman. Aaron, Aaron's <laughs> gonna have to run. So, yes. uh, you want to get some? Oh no, because you're gonna be back. No, to we're, do, I'm yeah. gonna be back. You're gonna, gonna be, be back, back to Gotta do. Gotta run, other. but I'll be back. Okay. All right. Goodbye, Aaron. Uh, uh, Goodbye. Uh, I hope you die. All right. Uh, no, wait. Yes. Did I say that out loud? Jesus Christ! I normally, yes. as you guys know, I normally only say those things about black people. Apparently, so <laughs> it doesn't make sense yes, with my because you hate the black. Which is a weird bit. It's a really weird bit. With that in mind, how's Alicia Fox doing these days? Uh, um. All right. Alicia Fox. Fox. Uh, AJ, do you want to knock anything else out about this week before we wrap up this segment? Um, why are my King of the Ring picks so bad? Well, yeah, that's not great. That's not great. Oh, by the way, a shout out though. The the I love. I I I gotta keep saying this. When I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I was completely wrong about the twenty four seven belt. They've managed to keep it fresh. They've managed to keep it entertaining. Um, it's become one of our favorite things. I was 1,000% wrong to be skeptical about it. Uh, God bless them for keeping doing it. I thought it was genius to take it over to, you know, do a thing with the Fox College football crew. In fact, I think it's kind of dumb they didn't, like, have Reggie Bush try to, like, why not try to take yeah, advantage? Yeah, that was so stupid. I was so mad when I saw the clip. I was like, of all the people there, yeah. you didn't have Reggie Bush be the one that won the battle? Yeah, I mean, like, seriously, he's a star, dude. Like, why not have Reggie Bush be that guy no offense to rob stone but like most people don't know who rob stone is um if you're trying to get some like outside credibility reggie bush, Re- reggie bush for my money is the greatest college football player i ever saw it's hard to argue with that i mean i don't know i like vince young was really having good dude <laughs> like vince young was a hell of a player but reggie bush was amazing i mean he was amazing and he's got some pop culture relevance obviously he dated kim kardashian like People know who Reggie Bush is. Yeah, he won a Super Bowl. Yeah, like he. People know who this dude is. So I like it's a bummer that you had him over there and that you didn't go that route. But I still think in general it was a good idea to do it, and I think they should do more of those things. I like I love it. I effing love it, and I was skeptical of it to begin with. So you know, God bless. God bless. All right. How do you pick Rob Stone over Reggie? Trust, Bush? I, it's, I agree with you. It's it's very silly. It makes no sense whatsoever. But I, I don't know. I don't know if it's just like Reggie Bush has something in his contract where he's not allowed to do anything physical. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like I have no idea what the reasoning would be. That they decided to go with that, or that Fox internally wants to push Rob Stone as being a guy who matters. I, there's a million things it could be. I don't know what it is. But yes, Reggie Bush would have been the answer in that situation. All right, uh, AJ, I, we think you might be back to do segment number two, but just in case you're not, why don't you go ahead and get your plugs in here just to, to, to cover ourselves? Uh, you can follow me on all social media at AJFrancis410. Once again, that is at AJFrancis410. I got a bunch of really big matches coming up. Primal Conflict Wrestling, September 7th, Rants in West Virginia. Um, I'm in a TLC Tag Team Titles match uh, October 5th. And for Lauderdale, I got SCW this weekend. Um, I got other shows that uh, I'll be able to talk more about when I get to them. All right. Um, you know, my album comes out October 4th, so that's like a month away. So uh, I got a lot of shit I'm doing right now. And by the way, what do you think about like uh, NXT TakeOver 2021, the night before WrestleMania, you versus Tahuti Miles? I think that me versus Tahuti should be on WrestleMania. Okay, all right. I, it's not well. It could be both. You realize that just because you do it, then you can't do it again at WrestleMania. True. I mean, like that would still be an option. 
my thing is, like, wow, I would love to be on NXT. It's just like, I'm like way bigger than everybody. <laughs> except, for like, except for like two people. Well, so you, like, I mean, hang on. You don't think I, that I you. Whoa. Know. I would pay money actually to see you versus Keith Lee. Like, that would be dope as yeah. shit. Uh, that would be the. Mo- if, I hope they're listening. Me versus Keith Lee uh, would literally be the most athletic big man match of all time. I mean, it would be. That's what I'm talking about. Like two legit athletes who are massive could tour. Moon, it's just moon. We're moon salts and fucking right, right. Flips like fucking, r- really fucking doing it. No doubt, man. That'd be dope as shit. All right, hopefully you'll be back for segment number two. Uh, We're going to talk about, obviously, a couple of big events this weekend, NXT UK TakeOver, and, of course, All Out as well. We'll do that when we come back in. I'm Glenn. He's the main event. AJ Francis, this is Jobbing Out. Around here, there are two kinds of chicken, Royal Farms' world-famous chicken and everything else. What's the difference? Royal Farms chicken is always fresh, never frozen. It's hand-dipped in a secret recipe of herbs and spices and cooked on the spot right in the store. Chicken from anywhere else? Who knows? Hungry for some hot and delicious chicken? Get some Royal Farms world-famous chicken. It's one of a kind. And don't forget the Western fries. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Start the show. Yeah, let's start segment number two of the show. <laughs> Back in here for segment number two of Jobbing Out, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, and now joined by Brandon Linton, who officially is not what were you gonna say dickhead i just said not dead i mean oh yeah okay that's what i thought (laughs) consider how many times that we bet against that recently but we can say with certainty that brandon is not dead uh congratulations right correct after all this which almost happened by the way my 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 wife's gynecologist almost murdered. Oh, me that's in a right, garage. in the parking lot. Are you sure it wasn't now. Rowan or a guy who looks like your wife's uh, gynecologist? She uh, was wearing a fake beard. Oh so. man! So yeah, Brandon is done, and he got the uh, the good news. And so, like, what? So what does this mean now? Like, you just assume that you'll never have to deal with it again, or like you got to go back and like get a check? Every three months, I have to get checked. Okay, all right. And so, we'll so in November, we're gonna go through all that again, and. We'll see what happens. May it never be something that you ever have to deal with again. But uh, that is one... may, it, may it not be like the John Cena Randy Orton feud, <laughs> where it just keeps coming back every couple of years. <laughs> Correct. Um, awesome, awesome news. Uh, Brandon doesn't have cancer anymore. We love that. All right, um, Brandon. In a minute, we'll let you talk about uh, what happened in WWE this week. But because we don't know how long Aaron's going to be here, and uh, he he's the one that probably cares about it the most. Let's get into uh, this coming weekend and obviously a huge event as on Saturday night on BR Live, All Out, which is what I guess this is officially the fourth pay-per-view for AEW, the fifth if you include like All In, in. um, and two of them weren't actually pay-per-views, they were just events, but whatever you want to call it, it's their third major event, I guess is what we call it at this point. Yes, yeah. Third, third major event after All In or Double or Nothing, and obviously it took a big hit 
the past week when uh, John Moxley, uh, the staff infection came back in his elbow. He was out. So they will no longer be doing Kenny and John Moxley. They did. I, I'll say this. I, I think they got a pretty decent. It's not as good as Moxley, but Kenny Omega Pac is who is, of course, the former Neville. Pretty good replacement there for what they could do at the time. Okay, so uh, let me let me start with this, Brandon. Are you going to watch? Yes. Like live? I mean, it's a holiday weekend, so it's a little easier. Uh, I'm going to be at the Penn State game that th- it's Saturday, right? Yeah. But it's Saturday night, so I'll be back in time. Okay. To All watch right. it. All right. I will not be watching live, but I will watch it some point this weekend. Oh, I'm not going to watch it live. I'm going to watch it once somebody puts like a free. Ah, you're going to steal it. That's what I'm, I'm not talking paying for this about. shit. Thief. Sorry. He is going to thieve it. He's going to thieve you've it. Tra- you've trained. I've been trained by the wrestling business to pay $9.99 a month to watch whatever I want. I'm not paying $40 to watch anything. Sorry. Oh, wow. Uh, I'm never, ever paying $40. I don't care if it's WWE. I'm not paying $40 to watch an event ever again. Aaron, what about you? Wait, I I do actually have a a question about this. When WWE ups the tiers and let's say the big events end up $15 a month, you're going to pay that or are you set at 10? No, it's it's still not forty dollars for one event. Okay. Oh, I, I'll pay just, the fifteen dollars a month. Okay. Yeah, I was just I was just curious about that. I'm not okay. cheap. I'm just not stupid. You know what I mean? If if when they were forty dollars a month, I watched them for free online, and they got my money when they made it reasonable. So, yeah, keep it reasonable, and I'll pay. All right, very good. Um, uh, obviously, the big uh, they're they're crowning champions. Um, as AEW is moving towards television weekly in just a few weeks. Uh, Aaron, run me through the whole rundown of what we're going to see on Saturday nights. All right, since you're talking about champions, they, as you said, they are crowning the first ever AEW champion as Adam Page uh, takes on Chris Jericho. That's, you know, I, I, you could make a compelling case for both of us. I still think the smart thing is to go with Page. I, mean, I, I, think I feel Jericho, like you have to. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you could make an argument for Jericho, especially if you want to create that, you know, whether it's Kenny or whether it's someone else, you know, create that chase right out of the gate. You can make that argument for Jericho, but I think that with this, you know, what you're trying to say about this company, this is, you know, this isn't old WCW. This isn't, you know, about the old WWE guys who are doing it. You don't want to put Jericho in that It's an interesting, I would say, particularly for, I argued from the beginning that Kenny should be your first champion. So if your argument is that you make it Jericho so that he can feed to Kenny quickly, um, I would listen to that. I just don't know what quickly is because I don't know when they're going to look to have another title match. Um, I, I think if you give it to Jericho here, you're immediately setting, and I'm I'm more of the skeptical audience, you're immediately telling me this is WCW light. Like, yes. You can't do that. And, and well, the second again, you do it, 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 it feels like that. First- it depends who that first show. If you immediately make it seem like, okay, this is because, you know, Jericho cheats and you're doing this to build up Adam. You want that full build for Adam right off right, the, the gate. Right, the story is told correctly, right. Yeah, like yeah, you I... can do that. Because, again, the problem with WCW wasn't that they put those guys in those positions. is that they didn't then use those guys to create the new stars. Right, right. They exactly. just continued to, to jerk each other off forever. Yeah, right. To the the point where fucking Virgil was like on TV every week, you know? Yes. Um, All right, what else? Um, So, no other titles are being crowned other than, you know, the AAA tag titles are in the line in the other main event, which is uh, the Lucha Brothers against the Young Bucks in a ladder match, which, because it's the Lucha Brothers versus the Young Bucks in a ladder match, is going to be a fucking awesome match. 
Well, no, nobody's arguing with that. I mean, the Lucha. I mean, seriously, that's tremendous. Yeah, Um, they are doing. I believe this is on the pre-show. They're doing the twenty-one woman battle royal, which the winner will a woman battle royal, and the winner will get a title shot. I believe that's on the first televised show in DC. Okay, a women's title shot. Um, You have the start of this tag team tournament, which will eventually crown tag team champions. They have a match between. Uh, the best friends, Chuck Taylor and Trent, versus uh, the Dark Order, the former Super Smash Bros. Uh, the winner gets a bye in the first round of the tournament. So they're starting to set these things up. And then you got a number of other matches. You have Cody versus Sean Spears in that big, you know, they started that feud with that, you know, the unprotected he- chair shot to the head. You had uh, Tully Blanchard do some stuff with... Uh, with Sean Spears to kind of, you know, bring back the old dusty stuff and really, you know, try to make this personal. Uh, you got, I mean, you just got a number of matches on the card. I mentioned Pac Kenny Omega, Darby Allin versus Joey Janela versus Jimmy Havoc. Again, they've all been going together. Just another one of those. Okay, let's put these three guys, let them have a great match because, of course, they will with those three guys. You got, oh, actually, this is the one that I think I'm most interested in because these two were two of the people, I think, since AEW started that, has opened my eyes the most just because I'm not, not that big on the Joshi scene. You have uh, Riho versus Akura Shida, who were involved in those multi-women matches yeah. and really have been the standout stars of those women matches. So I'm really... In, like, they, they've more than anybody impressed me the most in the fact that I knew nothing about them going in, and they've been awesome. So I'm really looking forward to that match. Okay, there's a couple... I like of- the six-man match. That looks pretty sweet. Uh, the uh, oh, you mean the SoCal uncensored against uh, Jungle Boy? And yeah, SoCal yeah. versus yeah, yeah. yeah Jungle Mark. Good. Also, Private Party versus uh, Helico and Jack Evans. That okay. also rounds out the card. So a couple things that jump out at me, right? Like I think at the top, Adam Page, Jericho, and Pac, Kenny Omega are totally fine, right? Yes, it's a bummer to lose Moxley, but those are totally fine matches. The first time I sort of say oh is when you get to Cody Sean Spears, and it's a double-edged sword for me, right? Because I do like the fact I think it's smart that Cody has kept himself away from the top of the card to just sort of try to be another guy on the card. And as I said before, I think Cody's fine. I've just never in my life said, I need to go watch you know, this wrestling show because Cody Rhodes is involved. And that's yes. not, you know, again, I can, I can say that without it being Cody sucks. It's not that Cody sucks. I just don't think he's a star. I've never thought he was a star. There's never been anywhere he's been where I thought that Cody was the guy that I was tuning in to see, and I don't think I'll ever feel that way. The flip side being, I definitely don't feel that way about Sean Spears. And again, it's not, I don't like Sean Spears, and it's not, we all know that Ty Dillinger was wasted on the main roster, and that's fine. I think we all believe he was better than that. But it's, it starts to thin out for me a little bit as this card goes on. I think there's a couple of matches that are really good. I agree. I mean, obviously, the fucking Lucha Brothers against the, the, the Young Bucks. Is yeah, I mean, I mean, that's the thing. is that Sean Spears-Cody match is the fifth card, on, you know, or right. fifth match on the card. Do you know what that situation feels like to me? Like like the, the Sean Spears-Cody stuff, the Pac stuff as well. It feels like, like when TNA made Christian their world champion. But like, Christian was awesome. <laughs> yeah, but he's not a main eventer. I don't and know, he never man. Was. I, I've, 
I've disagreed with that. I think Christian's great. I think, yeah, Christian's awesome. great. No, no, I, but I, you can be great and that. not be a main eventer. There's but a lot of guys in WWE. I don't. Great I never thought when Christian was in the title picture in WWE that he was in a later mis- on. I'm saying well, no, well, at the he time went, that they did it. It, it, it so and that's what made me like roll my eyes at TNA because I'm like, okay, this guy is. Well, your, yeah. In, in general, your, you're saying you're immediately. Well, but, don't, in, but don't forget, people in WWE because they had given Christian that little run in 2005 right. with Cena and Jericho, and people were all about that. And when they ended that, that was one of the first for him to jump because people were like, why isn't he in the main event? Right. Anymore? And so I think there's a two again. It's a double edged sword, which is I I let's just say if you think that that was a stretch, well, the Christian was way more elevated at that point than Sean Spears was in that's WWE. That's my whole point. Now, sec- <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Secondarily, it, we all can have the ability to say we don't think that Sean Spears was used correctly in WWE. I think we all know that was a mistake. But I never thought he was a, a guy that you should be building big matches around necessarily. And so it, it's a it's tricky. It's really tricky because I don't think it's as simple as saying. You know they're making a mistake by putting just any WWE guy because like, there's a lot of people that are in WWE that we all believe are worthy of more than they've been given or yes. or are better than they've been treated. Um, and so I don't think I. It's a fine line, I guess is all I can say. It's a fine line, and I think part of the problem for me is just how meh I am towards Cody as a performer. As a performer, it's just a. Yeah, I mean he's a worker. He's a good worker, but. I, I've never been uber intrigued by Cody the performer anywhere. Like he's he's a good worker to me, and that's what he is. Yeah, I mean my my whole thing is like I don't think they're putting him. I mean, yes, it's a it's a spot, and obviously storyline wise, this has been you know kind of one it's of been the big pushed stories, a lot. Yeah, but it's 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 the fourth biggest match on the card. Like okay. let's you can say that, but it's event. being pushed as the second it, it's biggest. It's not. Match on the, yes, it is. It's not. It's, no, it's I, not. I'm not it's even not trying being to push more than Jericho or Page. Or it ends up being pushed more than Kenny and Pac, or you know, obviously they the, had the problem is, but it was Kenny and Moxley. <laughs> right, right, but that's the problem is that Kenny and Pac, you know. It, it, I guess it depends on that, but it, it, and it hasn't been pushed more than I mean, the Lucha Brothers and Young you Bucks that, has been pushed for six months now. Here, here's They've been how, building here's, to that. Here's how I can tell you that you're wrong, because I don't actively seek out AEW content. I'm being advertised to as a paid sponsored, you know, paid mm, yeah. sponsored social media ads. The only things I'm seeing are the main event and Cody Rhodes, and that's it. They're not. They're not. They're not targeting any of this other stuff with their advertising. Those are the matches they're advertising to people who are passively paying attention. Well, and again, and this, you know why they're doing well, that? Well, because, because and, and to, yeah, I was going to say, then, and that makes sense because the people who are passively paying attention, like that's only know who those guys argue. are. But that's the problem, right? I mean I, that's exactly what we're I, talking. It depends, but but I I'm okay with using Cody in that way. If that's the thing, if you're saying, all right, Cody and Spears, we're we're using you as the lore. We're not going to put you in the main but event. I we're probably Glenn's not going to put you in the second to line. But Glenn's whole point is he's not that guy. Like he's not the guy that's going to bring in those it's, people. It's a, I, as not. I keep saying, it's very tricky. It's very yeah. tricky. Yeah. It's a ve- I don't think that there's a correct answer to this. I think you're in a tricky there spot is. because Cody has done a good job to brand himself as being someone who matters. He has done yes. a tremendous job of branding himself as being a significant figure in professional wrestling. I just don't believe that Cody the performer is anywhere at the level of Cody the brand. I, I don't believe that those two things are at the same. And I give him an ungodly amount of credit for how he's branded himself, right? Yes. Like, I think it's Cody Rhodes the character is phenomenal. Uh yeah, I I mean I I like Cody Rhodes the character. I I like. Yes. I mean I don't. Cody I Rhodes the idea is phenomenal. Like right. whenever yes. whenever I saw like 
the American Nightmare thing. I was like, that's fucking cool. But then when I yeah. like watched the stuff, I was like, eh. I mean, it's, it's... He's, he, it really depends how they're using him. And and right now, I I, I you know as as Glenn is saying, it, it's tough. I just don't feel like, and and this is coming from my perspective as a guy, you know, I don't feel this is being positioned as high as you guys feel it is. Well, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying. losing my mind about it either. I, I, and I'm willing to admit that it's difficult. There's no, there's no correct answer to this question. Yeah. I mean, I'm willing to admit that. Um, the other big event on Saturday, NXT UK takeover in the afternoon. Um, and and I admittedly like I remember watching the last UK takeover and saying, My God, I'm gonna have to watch more NXT UK. Holy shit, this is great. Unfortunately, as we've talked about a lot in the last two weeks, I, I have not been able to watch more NXT UK. I just don't have enough time in my week. I'm sure as shit not gonna have enough time to do it after we add um, you know, another hour of NXT and the possibility of watching AEW as well moving forward. I, there's no chance that I'm going to have time to watch NXT UK. So, Aaron, what? tell me I, about this part. I'll be honest. I haven't, I haven't watched a lot of NXT UK either. I have made it a point. I've been, you know, whenever I see see a recap on, and I will I will fast forward and I will watch any of the Imperium stuff. I'm really into the Imperium stuff. What, I don't know what that, what is, what, what me, even is that? Yeah. Imperium is the stable of Walter, uh, Eichner, and Barthel, and uh, Wolf. I mean, I like Alexander that. In, I like that in theory. That sounds good to me. It, yeah, that's pretty and, cool. And, and they've been they've been running roughshod over everybody. It was it, it's been really really good. Um, obviously, the, those first three Barthel, uh, not Bar- well, Barthel and Walter were part of Ring Conf together back in Germany before Barthel came over to WWE, and then obviously before Walter did. And they're just they're, they're heels running roughshod over everybody. Uh, they targeted British Strong Style. They beat the crap out of Pete Dunne. Sent you know quote unquote sent him to NXT, and now facing Tyler Bate there. It, like everything that's been going on in that storyline is is wonderful, just absolutely wonderful, and, and exactly how they should be using a stable. Um, the rest of it, I'm a little you know like obviously I know who they are. I know the characters involved. Uh, you have Tony Storm versus uh, Kaylee Ray. Great, you know, again, great match. I'm just, I have not been watching as, you know, the full episodes of UK every week. Okay. Um, anything else? I, I can run down. I can run down the rest. Yeah, sure, of the card. sure. There is a triple threat, uh, triple threat tag match. There is. Hold on, one second. Walter versus Tyler Bate is what I'm looking forward to. Oh well, yeah, I mean that's that's tremendous. Obviously. Yeah. 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 Walter versus Tyler Bate. You have Gibson and Drake defending against Andrews, uh, Mark Andrews, Flash, Morgan Webster, and against Mark Coffey and Wolfgang. All six guys were involved in the various UK tournaments. Yeah, I mean they're all great. You know, right? Yeah, they're they're all absolutely great. Dave Massive versus Joe Coffey. Uh, that they've been saying up to I feel like the first day of NXT UK. Yeah. Uh, that's the last man standing match, and then they have uh, Travis Banks versus Noam Dar. Here's like, a... there's one other thing. What? So Cesaro oh, yes, like, is showing up. Yes, he's showing up at some point. And he's he's basically issuing an open challenge. And on Twitter, Pete Dunn has reacted a little bit to this. So if we are getting Cesaro versus Pete Dunn, yeah, I mean, that, me, that's that our entire show. reason to watch this show. <laughs> I do, I, no I, one's complaining about that. I'm going to ask so. a question that I've asked before. Why do they employ Cassius Ono? <laughs> Bro. <laughs> like, Bro. Why he might be working behind the scenes, like to train guys and stuff. Why is he employed by the WWE? What is the Bro. point? Like, what? What is going on, man? Like, and again, I'm, by the I, way, th- by the way, if, if you want, you know, to really put over Imperium, have them run over the Kings of Wrestling. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm so I'm just really confused about. And again, I'd say this to somebody who's not been watching weeks, so maybe they they do stuff with Cash. I don't know, but like maybe that's who Cesaro fights. Maybe, maybe if I and I wouldn't have a problem with that. Although I do, I don't know if I like that more than I like Cesaro versus Pete Dunne. Um, but like, of course not. I just don't. I don't get why he's employed by the WWE if he's not relevant enough to be on NXT or to be on a takeover card for NXT UK. Like, what? What are we doing here exactly? He's thirty nine years old too. I mean, which like, is probably part of it. Now, and maybe he's happy doing whatever he's doing. Maybe he just doesn't care, and you know. But like, considering, like, have we forgotten that he was the biggest star in the world for a year before he right. resigned with WWE? He was, I mean, the it first was, time, right? No, the second. No, time. no, the second time. The like he got, he was, he was big going into WWE the first time, but it was in between the second time where he became. Man, this guy is really good too. Oh my God, this guy might be the best wrestler on the planet. I mean, this is people were going out in droves. Really? I, I never yeah. felt that way. Oh, dude, Chris Hero you, was, but you weren't. He, you were he, not. He wrestled a three and a half hour gauntlet. Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah, I mean, he yeah. was the star. What the, what the indie scene like? What AEW largely is outside the handful of WWE guys is the guys that basically benefited from Chris Hero, right? Like. Chris Hero right. was way more significant than Cody Rhodes was. I mean, Cody Rhodes was a known name. Chris Hero was who people were going out to see. People were purposely buying tickets because the knockout artist might end up getting blood on them. Like, I mean, it was insane. Well, God I, I, I got you out to that Evolve show because you, Chris Hero was there. That's absolutely true. He got me to go to an Evolve show because of the presence of Chris Hero. Chris Hero was everything for a year leading up to him re-signing with WWE. He was the king of an indie scene that really became so significant it spawned a company. And yet, the guy that's completely lost, like utterly lost, is goddamn Chris Hero. And again, maybe he's just as a human being, happy, he's in his late 30s, he doesn't really feel like, you know, putting up the physical toll, whatever. I don't know. But I just, I have no idea why WWE wouldn't just say to the dude, like, hey man, we just don't have anything for you. We love you. It just didn't work out. Um, best of luck to you. I I'm so utterly confused. Well, you, but you know, you know why WWE won't do that? Because they're afraid he's going to run to AEW and go be a yes. star. <laughs> and I guess at this point, you know, that's probably the answer. I, I'm. There was a podcast out. With, it was an interview or something with Chris Jericho that ba where he basically, first of all, he ridiculously. I mean, to go back, not to go back into Sean Spears again, but. He ridiculously is over the top about Sean but Spears, and Jericho's he's gonna be, ridiculously over the top about everything. Yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be a star in the company and all this stuff. But he also said he believes that's the last person that's gonna be released by WWE now. Is he's like nobody's getting released now. I, again, I mean, it's definitely hyperbole from him. It's Jericho yes. being Jericho. At the same time, he's not wrong that a lot of these guys are in good situations when it comes to their contracts. Like WWE is going to offer a lot more extensions than they used to. Well, they, they already are, and they yeah, also, exactly right. They also just got more money. Like they got right. they got more money for another TV deal. And by the way, if you're doing two hours of NXT every week, why not give me some fucking cash, Sono, man? Like, <laughs> well, maybe I, they will. We don't I, know yet. I, we don't I, have a two-hour NXT. Pray, yet. pray to God that's what they do, because I am utterly confused as to what's going on there. Um, all right, so that's that's NXT UK. Is there another show in the UK this weekend that's significant, Aaron? Yeah, yeah well, yeah, there is the... Um, that was the other funny thing when they announced this day. People were like, wait a second. Uh, New Japan's running the UK this weekend. Right. Uh, oh, I don't, that's I, what it is. 
yeah, I don't know the full card off the top of my head right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's oh, who I know. Ishii's against Zack Saber Jr. I believe is the match. You got a number of you know just really good matches down the card. I remember seeing it. I just had again because it's such a crazy weekend. That's yeah, kind of the third lot, thing on my list. A lot list. happening. A lot happening. I hear you. All right, Aaron, yeah. b- before you're going to have to run, I'm going to let you react to this news, and then Brandon will react, and I'll let Brandon tell me what he thought about WWE this week. Um, there is a report from one Dave Meltzer that suggests that WWE is targeting a signing I to bring back somebody to be top stars on NXT. Oh, no. I saw this. I saw you this. Know. I haven't seen this. You know. Brandon, do you want to venture a guess? Okay, wait, are people that used to be in WWE? People that yes. are definitely used to... Two, two people that used to be in WWE that they are envisioning for the NXT TV show as potential top stars. Men or women? Uh, two men. Are they old as fuck? I'm not telling no. you anymore. You're not getting okay. anything else out of me. Um, I'm going to... And they work anywhere? Are they free agents? Not, like Brandon! <laughs> What? They are available to be signed. I okay. will say that. Um, I I can't even guess. I don't know. You just, just asked me eight it. questions. You can't give me a guess <laughs> because you're not answering any of my questions. Aaron just answered it for you. Oh, okay. So I will say I'm trying to think like Vince. So it's like the NXT version of by Goldberg. The way, or by the way, given what where they were, this is utterly logical. But there's a big problem that involved, that's involved. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, Alberto Del Rio? I don't know. Not Alberto yeah. Del Rio. Wait, are, are no. the two people connected? Like a They are absolutely connected. Oh, okay. Okay. So, um, <laughs> dude, I have no fucking clue. What have I people told? from TNA? Nope. They've never been in TNA, although they were once briefly in Ring of Honor. <laughs> like... Oh, the Dudleys? Not the Dudleys. Nope. Uh, nope. They were in Ring of Honor for all of, like, a minute. <laughs> like Literally a minute. Yeah, like literally one minute they They're were in Ring of Honor. They're people that aren't signed by WWE already. They're not. They are not they currently are not. signed by WWE. They, they, in fact, in fact, they, I believe this past weekend they were at an independent show. Oh, Jesus. Or it might have been two weekends I ago. I believe they're scheduled to be in uh, 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 what's Adrenaline, I think, is where they're supposed to be. In fact, Are they really? In fact, we were. I, I was in conversations about one of them appearing on this show. Huh. Oh, no. What if I told you that WWE, <laughs> according is to it, Dave Meltzer... Is it crime time? No, it's not crime time. Is I <laughs> Oh, no, Big Cass hey, and Enzo? It's Enzo and Cass. Yeah. No! <laughs> Now, no. I have I don't I don't really understand why you'd react like that. No. First of all, Enzo, no. we need to we need to be willing to tell the truth about this. Enzo and Cass were about our favorite thing that existed in WWE for the yeah. better part of a year, maybe two, two years between NXT and their call up. Yes, they had a run where they were the most. I literally I had I don't the first wrestling shirt I ever bought my son was an Enzo shirt. <laughs> now. Oh my god, this is the worst shit I've ever Now <laughs> I'm very aware of how uncomfortable things have been over the course and that was like, like going rogue in shows and jumping the barricade and shit. That wasn't they like they were signed. They were signed. Yeah, they were, that, that, that was not like, going it, it's Survivor series. Well he didn't jump the barrier, he just stood no, he up just, in his chair. Yeah, he just stood in his oh, chair okay. to try to get attention. It's been yeah. it's definitely been uncomfortable. It's been a bad stretch. Um, 
if the premise would have to be that you would have to be willing to accept that Enzo is not guilty of what he was accused of, right? Yes. Like, if you're, which is what was the the finding was, right? Right. Well, he was I found mean, not guilty. they just ultimately dropped In, the charges. insufficient evidence. Yes. Oh, okay. And well, that's, that's a tricky line. There's always going to be people that are going to say, yeah, you know, it was a he said, she said, we believe her, and you know, like it, this premise will never work for you if you're hung up on that. And and also his you know the consensual penis thing afterwards yeah, I mean, and everything awful. else oh, oh, oh. nobody's arguing, not a good look nobody's arguing that that was terrible it was easily the worst song in the history of music um, it was the most embarrassed I've ever been for another human being all of that being said if we can get past that I don't know if there isn't a time at which we can say hey by the way we fucking loved Enzo and Cass we fucking were obsessed with them. And in trying to make NXT a TV show, I don't know that I think it's as bad of an idea as a lot of wrestling fans think it is. I think it's a horrible idea. Why? For all the reasons you just said. Because you're saying you, you can't, you can't, you can't get can't past go, it. It's, it's over. Like, you can't go back on that now. It's over. Dude, the chants that are going to happen, like, you can't, you, it's, they're done, man. They're, they're, they're damaged goods. Like, mm-hmm. They're wait, 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 the can wait, wait. with the dent in it. Like wait a they're second. You think, the, you think that the Orlando crowd, if they mm. show up, is going to chant what back? Uh, a consensual variety penis? of horrible things. <laughs> I mean, I, like, again, I think the consensual penis Rapist? thing will be... You really... I mean, like, do you believe that? You you know what like wrestling fans have like been okay with. I'll tell you the if years. they're in Philly, they would. Uh, and that's the, that's the interesting thing. The full sale crowd's an interesting crowd. They could, yeah. like, I think they're the type of crowd who could. I don't. I don't. I don't think it would be that. I don't think that I, they're gonna do that. I I mean, you think they're gonna cheer for these assholes. I, I don't. I don't. I, I guess the part is I don't know what part you're mad about. Like I don't know why. If what you're mad about is that you genuinely believe that Enzo Amore or that Eric aren't raped a girl then that's a different conversation i mean i don't know what it has to do with big cast but like I, I that's a different conversation outside of that i don't know what you'd be mad at them about like what what are you mad at at big cast about I, I don't know i'm just done with those guys i i, I don't ever want to see them again i have no i have no by the way reason big that cast, i want to see them based on based on that uh in yeah. the show, like He's ripped. He looks like he looks more like Test than he did. Big, big Cass might have had one of the worst main roster debuts in the oh, history. Oh yeah, no, and, and singles that was, run was horrible. But yeah. I, I'm serious, like like everything about Enzo, I I think I'm more on Brandon's side than Glenn's side here. And when it comes to Cass, I I kind of want to see him in a real run. Like I'm very curious about that because well, he not, looks they... he looks like he's. He got his shit together. But they're honestly. not bringing. There's no world in which they're bringing him back. He's no. He has exactly. no value. He has no value to them. That's the problem. Right. Their value is bringing back Enzo and Cass to be Enzo and Cass, and yes. hope that people will remember that everything that we always know about wrestling fans, which is give me something to chant and I'll fucking chant it. And that's what Enzo and Cass have. And like the rapist thing, I don't know, man. Like there have been plenty of performers over the years. That have been involved in Chris quest- Brown can still tour. Yeah, that have been involved in questionable things. Yeah, and I right. don't, I don't know that I am as much a believer as you are that, that fans will chant that. Again, part of this is I've, I, I have to like figure out whether or not I'm okay with it. I always thought that story was really cloudy. You know what I mean? Like I always struggled with whether or not 
I, I know that we're just supposed to believe women and just believe women yeah. and just believe women and just believe women. I get that. But it was always very cloudy to me about what was actually there. I don't know. If, the problem is every other story you hear about him is how awful of a person he is. He's a douchebag, of course. Right. Yeah. So, of course, you're more inclined to believe it than not. And, and, and the way he handled it all afterwards is yes, not good. I, I don't want him on the show. And, and, and if that means big cast can't come either, then so be it. I don't give a shit about either one of these guys. I, I, I don't want to see them. I want to see the people that I want to see elevated on NXT that are already there um, and, and that they're already developing. I don't want this rerun. Like, I'm done with them. I mean, I, 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 I boy, this is a big difference in a rerun. This is something that literally was just hot two years ago. You know, But what it's I mean? a rerun. Like, We've seen it before. It's because it's gonna be the same exact thing. Okay, but you've as been before. you've seen you've seen our uh, truth for seventeen years. You know what I mean? Like I I, I don't. But, but there's but there's a shelf there's a different shelf life for different things, and I don't think this shelf life is gonna continue. I think I don't think it's gonna be as hot. I think I it's mean gonna it worked come, for the new back, age it's out. Be the same bullshit that they did before, yeah. and people are gonna be tired of it. When did they get tired of the new age outlaws? That's that that's like saying. When did people get tired of Foo Fighters versus Fuel? No, no, no. Like, I'm not saying that at all. You, I, like, this is the same con. The new, new Age Outlaws are Foo Fighters, and this, this is, is the Fuel. New Age Outlaws. This was are, okay. For wait, a wait, wait, of wait, years. wait, wait. Whoa, whoa. You think mm. the New Age Outlaws are significantly better wrestlers than Enzo and Kaz? I, I, I don't mm. think there's a world the in which that's true. Is, is the only better. the only thing I would give you is that they're better wrestlers. That's the only thing that I could give because you. Because it's that. tied to DX, which is a forever thing, you know. And, and, and I'll say this, like, there, there's a little bit like the last six months to a year of Benzo and Castle the main roster were uh, dicey, cringeworthy. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. Wait, hang on a second. Yeah, yeah you're, before you're, before the breakup, the last like six months before that was we were we were having the conversation man is wwe really screwing up here wait wait what part what right when, when you you know we had i mean look the, a they, they were starting to get some negative reactions you had enzo leading the wave you had them doing all the corny wwe vince stuff what was the what was the I, hotel room thing i, I don't know Didn't oh well that that was with rusev right you had enzo hitting on lana yes <laughs> Yeah, I don't really remember. I remember we got into a long debate because you were trying to pretend like Cass was in a better situation than Enzo was. Like I remember that. I'm talking about before that. Yeah, I'm talking about. I just don't. But I I actually, I I do have to run right now. But yeah, like there, there was a stretch there towards the like before they broke up, where uh, it's the reason they broke them up. I don't. I just. I don't remember. I don't ever remember there being a time where Enzo walked into a crowd and and did the chant and people didn't freaking lose their mind to chant along with him. Even when it did happen, but it did happen. When no, they, I mean no, they might have booed him afterwards, or they might have not liked him. They never stopped chanting along with him. Oh, sure, that but, never happened. I mean, people chant. Pe- people but that's are that's people what I keep coming. Miz, people chant along with everything. Everybody like, wants a chant. All right, see you. Goodbye. I love yeah, you. All right, later. Like that's what I keep coming back to. This is we will. Wrestling fans are. We've had this conversation a million times. All we need is a fucking chant. We'll do and it. And then the forever. bell rings, though. Okay. And then what? And then they have to wrestle. Okay, but they've nobody's decided that was the standard before. You know what I mean? Like this is not a case where we've said it is on NXT. Uh, I mean, where they existed. You know what I mean? Like where they existed and were unbelievably popular. Were okay, in, but did they ever have popular. an A plus match on NXT? 
I would have to go. Back. I mean, we're, they, we're at a different place with NXT. I, I disagree. Now. No, when they were, they were there, NXT was arguably as good, if not better. Um, they absolutely worked with the uh, Vaude villains and were great. They, in fact, one of the greatest like live things I've ever seen in my life was when they and the Vaude villains had a match together in Philadelphia at a house show. It was one of the most electric things I've ever seen. It was incredible. The place was losing its fucking mind in Philadelphia. Maybe, so should we bring the Vaude villains back too? I'd be in favor of bringing the Vaude villains back. <laughs> I don't know why we wouldn't bring the Vaude villains back. Although obviously they don't have the star power. But the reason why WWE right. wants to do this is because they know that they sold a fuck ton of Enzo and Cast merchandise, and because they can put somebody on television that was over with the people that like that show that was over the only hang-up is whether or not you can get past all of the other stuff you're I saying can't. you're saying you can't i'm I can't. i'm i don't know i'm like i i, I love louis ck i have a problem buying a ticket to see him now yeah i mean i i, I boy that's that's a that's a funnier line for me it's a funnier line because there's less disagreement about what actually happened, right? Like I see what you're saying. Like there's yeah. way less no, like the, the the disagreement he about said he did it. Right. The disagreement what, about that is like, is it really all that awful? That's the only disagreement everybody anyone's had, and I I don't care for that. Like there's actual right. disagreement about what happened that night. Um and but what could have happened is way worse than what Louis did. So it's just like it's all weird, right? It's, it's like it's, trying it's, to it's weird. It's a weird trying to position these things to like below the line and above the line I, is very fucking difficult. It's it, the only line that I've really been able to create is do we know something happened or not? You know what I mean, unfortunately. Or is right. there such a preponderance of evidence? You know what I mean? And I've said that I've have struggled with this with other situations where we talked on this show about how I still struggle with the Michael Jackson stuff. That, yes. that we did this uh, this damning documentary and then within days realized just how flimsy all of these things were. That the accusers literally made things up in the process because the dates of, like, you know, uh, uh, this happened on the train tracks. Well, we went back and found out there were no fucking train tracks when you were there. Like, right. which doesn't mean that it, they might not... I, I can't say that Michael Jackson didn't molest those guys, but, like, I can't damn Michael Jackson based on the evidence that's been presented to me because literally like the bare minimum of pushback that was given that it didn't hold up those standards like the literal bare minimum of hey did you actually go back and do any research to figure out if these things were true like hey we did and we found out there's no way that these stories could be true now that doesn't mean that all the stories you know that like everything they said was made up or that you know obviously somebody might have gone through something awful and like maybe they just They've, they've, they've. The memory's been messed up in their mind, and they just didn't remember. I, I don't know, but like the standard, there, there has to be some level of standard, and that's what's made all of these in, in different situations difficult for me personally. Like it's, it's difficult for me to damn someone. Like the R. Kelly situation is way easier. There's a fucking videotape. Like even if you yeah. don't believe everything, there's a goddamn videotape. There's. Like, y you can't ignore it. Fuck R. Kelly forever. Like, forever and ever and ever, he may he rot in hell. I feel differently about that than Michael Jackson, where somebody would say, hey, well, there's been multiple accusations. Yes, but those accusations ha have been proven to be really flimsy when they've been held up to any sort of standard. And I don't know. It's enough to make me say, maybe I'm not going to laud Michael Jackson as being a great guy, but I'm not going to stop listening to Michael Jackson music either. Whereas, like, I wouldn't play an R. Kelly song tomorrow. Um, but if Michael Jackson were here, would you make him a judge on American Idol? 
Yeah, I mean, it would be tough. I, I understand what you're saying. I don't know. I, I, but that's that's the situation that this is, right? It's, it's like these guys are here. I don't know that it's quite that. I again, I well, they're like, deciding to make them a star but, of a show. But but it's, it's it's still two separate things. The Michael Jackson thing, somebody would say it's the number of accusations, whereas with Enzo, you're talking about one accusation, one time from someone who like they found literally like text messages that night about that that really seemed to 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 to, to take down her story. Um, right. I, I, that's a really hard standard for me to yes. hold that against someone. That's a really difficult. It doesn't mean that he might not have done something awful to that girl. Like I can't say that with certainty. And, and but, like, while I agree with everything that you're saying, I can't disagree with the feeling I get in the pit of my stomach when I hear about this guy. Like, it's just, I don't know. There's no logic that's going to like change that. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I'm not saying it's right, but I'm saying a lot of people are going to agree with me. You know what I mean? Where it's like, now it's just when I see his face, it's like, ugh. You know? Uh, I like, mean, I, I have no way of taking that away. Like, um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, and, and I, all the other things that have happened since, you know, I mean, it's just like, it, like, why would you want to be associated with this guy? I just don't. You know, if I was hiring someone, I wouldn't want to be associated with this guy. I, That's all I'm saying. I, I, to some extent, I hear you. Uh, to some extent, is it fair? Of course, it's not fair. Yeah, I'm, I not, mean, I'm not claiming it is, and and and, and I think that uh, it's just part of life. You know, like you, you hang around uh, the wrong situations, and sometimes you get clipped by it, and you don't even do anything wrong. You know, I I I, 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 I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm re- this one is really tough for me, man. It's the it's, it's hard. It's so flim- it's just the, the pit ev- of my stomach feels like yeah, I, maybe I just, there's a lot of other people you could feature. While I while I understand that I, the evidence was so flimsy in this case that like I don't think I can I don't I I couldn't live with that. You know what I mean? And like, here's I, the problem. Here's why I'm an asshole, right? I haven't even read about this thing. I don't know anything. I don't know anything. I mean, I, and the stuff you said, I have no idea. Right, I would just, I would go now back. Now I'm so turned off I mean, by him. I'm one, just like one of this one of this girl's friends shared text messages that she had sent and it it does not present well for her telling the truth. Now again, that doesn't mean gotcha. it it does not mean I don't know. That but makes me feel a little bit it's, Less icky. It's it's. But a, I it's still a, feel icky about him, and I just don't know why. I again, I have weirder feelings. He became such a douchebag afterwards. Y- yes. I feel way more like the thing that happened. I don't like the possibility, but again, the evidence that's out there. But it, let's say let's say afterwards really nothing else had happened, right? Like if afterwards nothing had happened, he was saying, you know, I appreciate, I understand the company's decision. I, I hope this can change in the future and was right. super humble and whatever. Maybe I wouldn't feel the way I feel. I don't know. But I think all that other stuff puts such a bad taste in my mouth. I just also know that other professional wrestlers have been have done some things that were really awful. And ultimately, one day, like, they came back and they were just sort of wrestlers again. And people were willing to, like, accept like who? that. Um, so, I mean, some of these, unfortunately, would, you know, we're going to date back, you know, like, but we've read a lot of stories about like Shawn Michaels being an awful person. We've read a lot of stories about a lot of people that just did things that, again, were they illegal? Were they, were they, you know, should they be in jail? Maybe not necessarily, but they're not good people. 
And yet, ultimately, no, they're not good people. But like cheating on your wife and this are like a couple of different things. Doing again, drugs and this but, but are a couple I, of different. But again, things. It, that the premise that you're working on is a premise in which you believe that that he raped a girl. And I just don't. No, 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 no. not that. Just that. That in combination but, with like again, how you reacted. But that's to just it being afterwards. a douchebag. And there have been plenty of people that have been douchebags. Like that's the like. Maybe I, it's just maybe it's just because we didn't see it because we didn't have the internet. You know what I mean? Like, and that's the new standard. I mean, Randy, like, Randy Orton shit in people's bags. Like, I mean, we, do we know that's true? Or yes, is it an that's been absolutely you know? cr- Again, how many people have said they wouldn't shake Randy Orton's hand? I mean, I don't know. Come I, on. I don't know what that means. I don't know what because that Because he would shove his no hand idea. down his pants and grab his dick before he would shake people's hands. Uh, see, I don't know any of this stuff. Like, like, I mean, I've never. That's, uh, my point is, I know about this. I don't know about all this other stuff you're saying. I, and, and I think. You know, we read things about Shawn Michaels years after they happened, and and it, it's just different now with the internet. We're getting the immediate updates of this guy did this right now, and you're more likely to f- have some kind of feeling about that than someone that's telling some anecdotal story about some assholeish thing someone did ten years ago. It's just the way people are. I mean, you know what I mean? I, there's, Is it fair? Of course, it's not I, fair. There's there's some amount of truth to that. I still think that the moment that their music hits, the reaction will be pop. I still think that's the case. I still think you're probably right. That, I that mean, like, like in, that's my you in know. general. Professional wrestling fans yeah. are not short memory. Are, they're just not that difficult. They're not that difficult. And I also think they'd be far different. Like, if the moment, if the day after Enzo released consensual penis, that they signed him back and put him on TV, I think the reaction would be far different. I think we're a year removed from his douchiest of doucheness. And you I th- think we get consensual penis. I, I I mean, you're asking for a lot of people like that don't. You could argue the all NXT- it takes is two fuckers to yeah, say it really well. Yeah, I mean, loud. and you're ex- the, like the NXT crowd would be where you might find people that have like those memories, and well, uh, that's where they're going. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe they're going to NXT. Well, in we don't know. Full sale where we it don't, only holds like 500 we, I know, people, and we don't know that they're doing that. Again, it's just a report from Dave Meltzer that WWE is considering it. But I, the whole premise of this whole conversation is what is being reported. If they're bringing them back for NXT, which is what is being reported, that's exactly what well, we're talking and, about. And again, and that's. So, that's what makes the most sense. They clearly they 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 saw Enzo as a star. Like we talked about that day in day out. No, they but what saw... I'm saying is you can't say we're we're speculating about this report and then say well then maybe not even bringing to be on NXT. No, no, I'm not like, saying that. I'm saying they might not be bringing. About, no, right? no, no, no. I'm saying that speculation is in general that we don't well, know that it's happening. That's right. that's the point that I'm making. We don't yeah. know that it's happening. Right. All we, we know, know that is happening. that there is a report that's out there that says from Dave Meltzer that says. They're looking into bringing Enzo and Cass back, and maybe that's just really hopeful on Enzo and Cass's part. You know, maybe like, that was Cass with a beard that attacked Roman Reigns. Oh my God! Could you even imagine? Could you <laughs> that, even? That imagine? would be the equivalent of the Rikishi. That would might be worse. Steve that Austin. Might be worse it might be worse. Rikishi, Steve Austin. All right. Uh, really quickly from you, what what uh, what did you want to get in about uh, WWE this week? Well, did you guys go crazy like <laughs> on Roman Reigns? So we should we even talk I mean, about it's it? Just, it's just it's it's just so fucking weird. You know what I mean? Like all of it's so weird. We I mean we talked a lot about it. I it's this is bad. Well, here's what I want to say about it. Why is this the one thing? The one thing in theory, not in specifics, but as far as the way it's being paced. Why is this the one thing that they're doing the right way? Well, you think they're and doing when this? I say that, I mean 
big picture. The little picture of it has been terrible. Yeah, that's. But as far as like one detail this week, one detail the next week, this confrontation, elevating Buddy Murphy, this, this, this. Why is this the one goddamn worst fucking stupid thing ever? But it's the one thing. It's like well, okay, but, McMahon. But it's the one thing that they've actually done in a big picture way. The way you should tell a story. But I but think it's this. I think our theory has been, unfortunately, and I, I continue to feel this way, it's because they're flying by the seat of their pants. That it's not really, they've thought this thing out and had six ideas of where they're going to go with it, as much as it's just been generally whatever happens will react to that and go from there. I don't think that's the case because they people were reporting like a month ago that this is Daniel Bryan. Yeah, but they also, like the, the wild reports that Buddy Murphy was never supposed to be a part of this. That Buddy Murphy literally was reported. Well, right, and just, that, right, but, but 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 that was rectified in a week. Like this is like we're talking like four weeks ago. The report was this was always leading to Daniel Bryan, and we were discussing like who's it leading to. But then like we read on you know the dirt sheets have always said this was Roman Daniel Bryan from the first week that this that okay. From, but you even, know even so that that's part they screwed up by they had Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan not involved with SummerSlam, like they they've screwed right. it up. It's just that ultimately they're going to end up getting to the final part. But the truth is, I think they've left themselves some wiggle room to sort of feel it out and see if they didn't like something and maybe they could go a different direction. Sure. Is there something the, they... I guess the point I'm trying to make is like take SummerSlam out of it. Just just take the fact that this story has been being is we're going on two months, right? Maybe six weeks telling this story. Why can't they do that with other things well, would, that are better? I mean, I, I look, the one thing that we always give them credit for, and I think if I remember correctly, we found out it was all Jamie Noble. Um, there's nothing that in the past they've done better than using the Royal Rumble as a way to further some storylines, create new storylines. Yeah. At, like, the, in one match, they would tell so many fucking stories. It in was, the past two or three years. Before that, it wasn't um, the case. I, I don't know. I think it's been a little bit longer than that. I think they've done Maybe a really four. I, I you know, I think Jamie a couple stinker rumbles. My understanding is since Jamie Noble took over, and I don't remember exactly when it was that like like he started plotting it out in September. Oh, the, dude, and, the last three or four. I you know we'd have to figure out what that right. cutoff point was. Right. But there was a point in which all of a sudden the Royal Rumble match was extremely compelling. Well, I mean, but I'm not talking about just. I'm not just talking about the match itself. I'm talking about using I, I'm it. I'm saying the Royal Rumble match, yeah. Well, yeah. but I'm just saying like using it for projecting further. Using right. all the shit for, through the whole match, not right. just who wins. No, I, I get what you're right. saying. I'm, but I'm saying there was a point where that was not the case, where it was kind of a throwaway till you got to whoever the main thing was, or there'd be one other thing. Now there's like, like you said, there's five storylines that go in and come out of the Rumble, or. And it, it's been crazy the past, you know, however many years it's been, three or four, maybe right. I'm being hyperbolic and say it was two, but it's probably more than two. But you know what I'm saying? There's There was a point where this thing got stale and they made that clear change to make it more compelling. Sure, sure. And it has been. So, um, so I guess what I would say is, um, I, yes, I would like more long-term, well-thought-out things. I just don't know that that trade-off has been worth how fucking awful it's been like it's been pain the thing last tuesday night was painful that was a painful way to <laughs> end the show it was not in a good way though th but that's the problem like i don't know that like 
Like when they did that, I was crying laughing, but yeah, I was laughing. I, I was, was and, but I, and I, I was wasn't ju- laughing because I was like, you got me like, that's so right. good. I, I could, o- I could only cringe. Like it was only cringy to me. It, I couldn't even get a laugh out of it. Like I was just, no, no. Well, here And here's why, and, and this is where we're different a little bit. And, and I know a lot of people are different from me in this respect. I think really bad things are really funny. Well, like, and I, think, I think bad music is really funny. No, and, and I, there's like, a lot of people. In a way, that, yeah. it kind of makes me want to listen to it. And then other people like won't even listen to 30 seconds of it. No, and and I'm like, no, you don't understand. This is fucking hilarious. And then they're also like, an argument, no, it's so bad I can't. You know, There's also an argument for like there's a reason why the gobbledygooker is so well remembered, right? Like there's a yes, reason why. Because it was so bad. Because sometimes when things are so bad, bad they become. This, this to me wasn't even that. I think we'll have forgotten about. You know the the Rowan lookalike within a few months. I just don't. It was just an awful. It was an awful way to end a television show. It was unthinkable. Um, Well, then then this week, okay. So here's the video footage. You can't even see enough of the guy's face to prove it wasn't the stupid lookalike guy. Well, but there's so many elements to it, right? Like it's the like where if you had this camera shot all along, like. This is this wasn't like somebody hiding in the shadows. This he's like was standing, he's six feet tall. So like, <laughs> how in the fuck? It's it's so beyond belief. Glenn, he had a hoodie on with oh, his face right. covered, and he was blending into the curtain. Yeah, great point. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> it's so far beyond belief that you've waited this long to come up with this footage. Like, like none of this works. None of this works in any level. Daniel Bryan slapping him in the face. Right. Outside of ultimately us getting what the thing that we should have gotten, which was a SummerSlam worthy match between Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns, which we'll still get to eventually. It's just that, like, it feels like that should have been at SummerSlam or maybe like WrestleMania that we should be getting Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns, not at Clash of Champions. Um, Are I, we getting this at Clash of Champions? I don't even know if we're getting it at Clash of Champions. I mean, we, we have two weeks, so they could add it, but. I mean, are, they, we gonna get, are we going to get this or are we going to get like right, Daniel Bryan in, takes a lie detector test? Or are we going to get, you know. By the way, are we gonna they get, should 100% do that. Yeah, I would. <laughs> they, if we're already here, we're already in fucking B movie land or well, D movie land. I would, I would prefer they do like Rowan versus Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan versus Buddy Murphy or something. Like, I would prefer. I, I, please give Daniel Bryan a lie detector test. God, I'm, <laughs> please, I am not please. as in on this as you are. You are way more. I want to see it so bad. Please, please do some stupid fucking thing. Because here's the thing: I think he can do that. Like I think he'll pull it off, and I think it'll be great. But it's such a stupid idea that it, it, they have to do it. I, like, like, because, like, at this point, they 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 already have the announcers selling. We don't even know more than we did last week, even after seeing that footage. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> so this is not over. Like this is gonna go on. Um, hey, did, did for you... a couple of more weeks? I, I got nothing. I, I have nothing else to say. About it. Or does do or does Daniel Bryan like hit him with a monster truck next week or something? And you know, like something. Um, hey, did you notice? I, I joked about this in the first segment, but uh, they brought uh, in a new female character this week. Have you heard of? I believe it's. Um... What's her name? La 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 la. la Whoever it was had a very good match with Bailey. The match was good. It was a good match. I was um, impressed. I was a little bit like, I I thought, you know, when she got the first Bailey to belly, I thought the match was over and it was kind of a squash. But no, uh, no, no. She put her was, hand no, on the was, rope. Like they yep. made me believe she might actually win. 
I thought it was a great match. It was a, um, it was a good match. I have no idea is if it's she going just, anywhere. I'm, I don't know. And that's the point. Not. That was the point that I've brought up. I have no clue. I have no clue if they actually have a vision for her or not. But um, you know, she definitely did look good. There's no question about it. It was a very good match. What show is she on? Nobody knows. No one has any effing idea. <laughs> no one has a clue. She might be on NXT. Can, Who knows? Can we talk? Since you guys probably talked about all the nuts and bolts of everything, can we talk about a couple big picture things? Like, why are we calling any of the titles Raw or SmackDown at this point? Well, because again, the belief for everyone, like the people that I talk to, with going to snap back whenever and, the, and October fourth rolls along. And and I don't know. Again, as I said before, I don't know that it's a full snap back. As I said all along, I think there will always be certain people that will be allowed to appear on both shows. But my understanding and talking to industry folks, I mean TV people, not backstage. There apparently have been people backstage who have been saying something similar. But in talking to TV people, um, I have gotten the understanding that their intention is to again have a full split before the first SmackDown on Fox. So I don't want to get into a big discussion about this, but let me leave this little comment for you, and we will re-examine in a few months. I don't think TV people know one fucking thing about I, wrestling. Well, I mean, okay, what do you mean by that? I think that they think they can do one thing and that Vince will do whatever the fuck he wants that, and make them that, think they got what they want. Yeah, that part I don't agree with whatsoever. I don't remotely agree with that. Um, Why? Be- because of the money that's involved. I mean, like again, yeah, but 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 they have the product that's worth that. So if they were willing to pay that, they're it's it's just like okay. For example, when someone wants to play Rams Head, there's there's someone who there you know people are valued at different prices. But if Foo Fighters wanted to play Rams Head, what do you think they're gonna get? I mean, obviously the Foo Fighters they're gonna would, get whatever the fuck they more. want. Of course, I understand that this because is, they hold all the all of the leverage. This is so. And I've used this before. This is the comparison. Fox got into bed with the NFL, which was the most powerful company on the face of the planet. Right. When Fox started demanding that they wanted other things from the NFL, the NFL said, okay. Okay. But don't you think that's a lot more black and white than this? Like, like I, I think that this business is so niche and different that Vince can sort of... If, if your point is that there will be times where you believe Vince is capable of assuaging... I, I think there's something to be said for that. But I the, the notion that TV people, that Fox people won't be able to demand, dude, you're working for us for a billion dollars. We're doing no, 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 this. No. I'm not saying they're going to be able to demand. I'm going to say they don't know what to demand. Like, I don't think they're going to know. Like, I don't think they know enough to demand the right things, I guess well, I should say. I mean, say. There, okay, there's something to be said for that, and I think that's why... So so that's why I think WWE holds all the cards, because they know their that, business again, inside and out, but so they're going to be but, like, oh, no, but, that guy, you know, no, this is the guy you want. And they're going to they're going to do that, and they're going to trust them, because they're going to no, think they know more about their business but, than but they that, do. That, that has nothing to do... That, that so spits in the face of everything that we know about the way the TV world works. The TV industry, the, the network people, have no idea how to write a TV show either, but they constantly tell TV shows how they should be written or you need to do this this season because we need to like that happens all the time despite the fact they don't know shit about how to write a tv show it's the same concept like the, the, yeah but it doesn't happen one way or the other like there are also shows that get complete autonomy like if if you read like the Saturday live book i'm reading right now basically lord michaels told nbc to fuck off at every right um right stretch of the road and they eventually were like 
you know what? At some point, they relent. And it might very well be that down the road, at some point, if there's... But to your point, it's going to depend on the rating. Yes, all of that. And if the rating is not good, now they're going to have more opinions, And and they're they're not only going to have more opinions, they're going to have more demands. They're going to have more... That's what I'm saying. More demands, more opinions. Right. Because that's the story of Saturday Night Live. The ratings were so good, they were just like... You know what? We don't no fucking clue what you and and the, the like the comments from the executives in the book are literally like we had no idea what they were doing. Of course, we had no idea why people liked it. We had no idea, so we were just like, all right, Lauren, but, whatever but again, you do this, is working. Fuck it. it goes and they back- would go upstairs and they wouldn't even visit their floor. Okay. And I think that is what's going to happen here because I don't think any of these people, unless they hire someone. Who knows? Like, like somebody who's been in the wrestling business that can can be the liaison, which is supposedly what this Eric Bischoff role is on the WWE side. But like, they're not going to know what to tell them to do, I, I, other you, than demand Goldberg's on or demand Bronda. Like, whatever. And the most common denominator I, shit is I, the only stuff I, they're going to know. I think your jump that because somebody doesn't know about something that means that they're not going to pretend like they know about something well, like fair, spits in fair. the face of everything we know about the way business works, which is like constantly there. people that don't know something but, but but smart people rely on the people that know it well, and, and, and again and if your argument if the argument is they shouldn't that. i don't disagree with that argument if the premise is the people at fox shouldn't be telling wwe how to do their business i'm i'm probably with you on that right like wwe has proven they know what they're doing and and fox hasn't but that's just not like fox doesn't really know how football works either and yet demanded certain things of the nfl like they've the people have never had a problem I we run a network. All we give a fuck about is what's best for our network. And when we found out that you were giving away too many of our games to NBC that could do good ratings for us, well, we were going to come back and demand certain rights to hold certain games. And when we did that, despite the fact that you already had an agreement with NBC that said NBC could get first choice, the NFL said, all right, fuck it. You're all going to have to agree to this because we're doing this now because Fox said so. Like, it's a weird... But this is also so different because what we're dealing with is all in the same universe Versus like specific scheduled games that there's a limited amount of. Like there's no limited amount of. Like if like if if you want Daniel Bryan on your show, he can he could be on three hundred nights a week. Like there's right. no limitation I, I, to how many times I, I, you can I, have as Daniel I said before, Bryan on TV. I still like personally. This isn't what I've been told, but personally, I still believe that there will be people that will show up on other shows. I still believe that. Because it's always been that way. It's Correct. forever been that way. Like that, that John and Cena. And that's always, by the way, this has always been my point of this. My point is being, that they're not going to change what they do. But it's going to be, I think everyone is in agreement that it's going to be far different than it's been this summer. That it's not going to be everyone's on both shows. Well, that there's it, it a, has to be because, first of all, you've introduced another two hour show. Um, that you got to do something with, and 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 it's on a network, so you're not going to get away with one hour of all these guys we've seen in the breakout tournament. You know what I mean? That's that's not going to work on NXT. For USA. Huh? You, you mean for NXT? Correct. Yeah, I mean they're going to have to figure out what they're doing with NXT. No, but my whole point is some of these guys are going to get tossed that way too. I I think and, that, that that will be part of the split before. Yes, Fox. I don't. No, think... but that's what I mean. It's going to sort of help course correct having to have all these guys on all the shows oh, because right. now there's another two hours. I, I look. I think they could have been doing it that way beforehand, but I, I hear what you're saying. I, right. I, I still, again, the sense, and this is all, the people within the industry and people backstage are saying that their understanding is there will be another roster split, a more defined, and it might not be like an announced one. It just might be that we go back to. Well, it's hey, like they already have it. I mean, right. it's it's they're just they're they're on the shows. But if you look at the house shows, 
it still follows right raw and smackdown i get that correct and that their understanding is that tv will fall more in line with that like that which makes sense because they already have a template for it correct. so it's not like they have to do much they're, right they're understanding like, the they understanding. might just have to move some bigger stars around to make sure they're balanced and that that part we will see how that plays out i we go back to it all the time i will always lean back to at some point the easiest answer for any of these people is well just go get us a star right yeah and so yeah. It will always make sense that stars, what won't make sense is why would Shelton Benjamin be on both shows? And that's right. the part that's not made sense. And he sense. won't be. And that it's never made sense this summer. This summer has been so weird because it's one thing to say, hey, we're going to have Roman Reigns be on both shows. Look, it, it's weird. And talking about a wild card rule, that was stupid. But everybody with a brain understands why Roman Reigns is going to be on both shows. Everybody right. with a brain understands that that makes sense. The flip side is it never made sense that you needed to put Shelton Benjamin on Raw to take a pin when you had 20 people that you weren't putting on TV every week that could easily take a pin like on Raw. Zack Ryder sitting back there Correct. all night. Like um, that part never made right. to, to completely abandon the structure of a Raw <laughs> like and SmackDown. The one, week, the one week that they brought like Jinder Mahal right. I mean, on to Raw to fight like Apollo Crews. It and you're just like, never made any sense. It right. never. Nobody, and nobody, like you said, nobody's. Everybody gets why Bailey's on both shows. Everybody gets why Becky is on both shows, Seth Rollins, whoever. But once you start to get like, okay, now, um, you know, X tag team. Okay, here's a perfect fucking thing that makes no sense from this specific week. Let's talk about the revival. Yeah, I mean. I, I, the revival I, I are jobbers on Raw. I don't want to talk about. But we, they're main, then the main event on SmackDown. I know, I know, and I've already lost what my mind. What the fuck I was just, that? <laughs> dog, I've lost my mind about the Raw tag division. I've I, did you? Yeah. Well, I want to get to the tag division. Let's just talk about them. No, specifically. I, under, I understand what you're saying. I just that, that would be like if you had Ali losing every week on SmackDown and then go to Raw and win the Intercontinental Title on, on the same fucking week. But then he did like it. It just doesn't make sense. Like, how do you have these guys that just randomly lose in the middle of an eight-team gauntlet match? To so, like, I don't even remember who pinned them, but it wasn't impressive. And then you have them like basically forming this like crazy faction with Randy Orton. I agree. Essentially, I agree. It's weird. It's weird as shit. It's, it's weird as shit. Super weird. I agree. And, it, it, and like, I love the revival, but like, couldn't they put fucking anybody in that match to lose? Instead of having them lose and then be like, oh, I should be super scared of them with Randy Orton and on SmackDown. You know, I don't know. It's just it's just super weird. Did you guys talk about Sammy and Nakamura? Um, not not as much. You know what I mean? Like, I well, it's, just like that's great. I'm I yeah. keep doing it. Yeah, I keep let's, doing it. I, let's, I agree. let's keep our eye on it. I, I like it. Um, but our previous conversation about Fox like segues nice into something I wanted to talk about, which is Rhonda. Did you guys talk about Rhonda? Yeah, we talked about Rhonda because she's going to be on Total Divas and, and where that... Did you talk about the fact that she's basically confirmed for October 4th on SmackDown? Um, yeah, but not, like... It doesn't mean that we know that she's going to be wrestling. Like that. So here's what I read. What I read is they are not interested in a one-off. So if she's back, they basically want to write her into a storyline in which she's going to appear in more like a Goldberg Undertaker way. Um, I don't think I love that. Um, I also don't know that that's something that, that like, they, they can say that they're not interested in a one-off all day. Like, if you're saying that WWE is isn't she, interested in a one-off, but, like, yes. if Ronda Rousey's interested in a one-off and she's available, she's going to end up doing that. Like, they're right. not going to – there's Basically no – Basically, what they said is they, they want to bring her back 
and that night you're gonna learn who she's fighting and that at and, and all of that would make sense if yeah. she's on board right like as long as right. if she comes back and says no i'll make an appearance but i'm not i'm not doing anything other than that they're not gonna say eh, sorry Rhonda, we're not interested in that like so then so he, so here's so then here's my prediction if she comes back and it's real something with becky is gonna happen that night it would make a lot of sense would make if a lot she of comes sense. back and it's bullshit Lacey Evans is going to be cutting a promo and she's going to come out and kill right. her. And then that'd be that. Right. Right. That's what you do. No, I don't disagree. <laughs> I mean, right. Like that's, that's the target. That's the right target. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> like I would agree. Have Lacey Evans out there talking shit and, uh, and have her, uh, okay. Right. I mean, I don't, th- I don't know if there's a whole lot of other or, things or it could to really be Sonya Deville, you know what I mean? Or Mandy oh, Rose. No, no, no. Let me, Oh, okay. Have you talked about Bay or uh, Sasha Banks? Yeah, we have. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it. It's just that I don't know that anything that demands, like... Well, Sasha Banks cut one of the worst yeah. promos I think I've seen in a while. Yeah, but you can't get AJ to say that because he just loves Sasha Banks. That's the problem. Well, that's why I was happy that he wasn't going to be I on. I, I, think, wanted, I, I wanted she, to say that. I did not think she was I was, was like, sharp God damn, that was bad. And then they showed a replay of it, and I'm like, yeah. God damn, that was bad. I didn't think it was and, sharp. And, and then... Um, here's the one thing... Okay, whether it was bad, good, whatever. Here's what I hated the most about it. Why are we already... Okay. You, I know how we feel about this, and it's because they fucked it up. But to have an actual wrestler go on and say the tag team championships don't matter, and why did I... I didn't give a shit about defending them at WrestleMania and all this stuff. Why did that have to be a part of that promo? I don't know. I... It's, you know what's really interesting is that I actually, and this is a work shoot thing, I kind of like that. I kind of okay. like them addressing something that was out there. Um, now, they did it in a backwards way. Again, the anger wasn't apparently that Sasha was mad that she was in a tag title match. The anger was apparently that she was losing the tag titles, right? Like the story In real goes, life, right. The story goes that in real life, Sasha was super pissed afterwards that they had to drop the tag belts to the uh, Iconics, right? And so Correct. she lost her mind and flipped out about it. But well, they don't want to do that, right? Like, they're not going to address that because no. that really does blur the line of, of kayfabe, right? That blurs the line of you, you can't come out and say, well, they, they had us lose. Well, like, we're, this is all supposed to be legitimate competition. So you could address what actually happened by just tweaking it enough. Yes, I was mad about something, but this is what it was is that I felt I was worthy of being in that match, and I wasn't in that match. And, yeah, in a way, like, you're shitting on the tag belts, and that's not probably great, but I think it handles the bigger thing that's out there, which is the fact that we have heard these things about Sasha Banks, and and they, they're on the table, and it kind of gets that out there. So that part of it didn't bother me quite as much. Okay. I, I, I hear you. I just like, you know, I feel like the fans kind of feel that way. And so when you have a heel saying, you know, I don't yeah, know. I mean, right. It doesn't do much to, to elevate the tag belts. I hear you. I hear you. It doesn't help in that. Place. But they're not doing much to elevate the tag belts either. All so true. All true. All right. Okay. Um, uh, you want to get some plugs in? Sure. So uh, let's see. What do we got coming up? We 
uh i know you are got announcing to... oh god we have i just confirmed like five great shows i can't talk Ooh. about any of them yet Ooh. but they'll be announced within the next probably two weeks after the holiday we don't announce anything the holiday week because that sense. really sucks we did just announce espn's fantasy focus football podcast who's, um who's that is going to be at ram's head on september 17th is that matthew barry it is matthew barry field yates and steph Stefania oh, Be- Bell, yeah, cool. Yeah, Stefania Bell, sorry. I can't read for a second of my life. Okay. So they're going to be there. Tickets go on sale Friday, I believe. Um, so that'll be fun. Um, and I believe it's being broadcast as well. Oh, wow. So right. that'll be fun. Oh, that's neat. It's definitely being broadcast because we put a contract together for it. So, yeah, it's being broadcast. It's live from Rams Head uh, Tuesday, September 17th. So... Um, you know, everybody's in NFL mode right now, so I think it's a super fun. Uh, everybody's putting their fantasy teams together and having their drafts, so I think it'll be a super fun night. And uh, the other thing we announced was uh, New Politics, Plain White Tees, and the uh, Mowgli's will be at Ram's Head on or, sorry, December 10th. Um, and you can find tickets for all that stuff at ramsheadlive.com. Follow us at, on Twitter at ramsheadlive instagram all that good stuff um massive show announcements coming in the next two weeks very cool and of course you're at brandon linton as well and uh i'm definitely gonna be there for citizen cope in uh, december so uh even know. though it's the same day as ravens well, i say i'm definitely gonna be there as long as they don't fucking move that game they better leave that game exactly where it is or well, as long as the ravens go like two and 14 yeah, yeah, yeah. i already did that joke with you so it doesn't work <laughs> no uh, but it was my idea uh, just like yeah, yeah. just like um, ben nash Right, correct. Uh-oh. You sons of case. bitches. Always coming up with great jokes. Um, all right, uh, I'll get Aaron's plugs in for him. It's at the Aoster uh, on Twitter. Listen to the Daily Line on NBC Sports Radio. And uh, Also, we're going to Raw Monday. Yes, you and I definitely will be at Raw on Monday. Uh, hopefully a larger group, but definitely you and I will be there. So if anybody's going to Raw on Monday, uh, hit us up. We'll try to get together Come beforehand. buy us fuck cancer beers. Yeah, I'm all for that. <laughs> I'm all for that um, at Raw on Monday night. And then right. I'm here's the way this is gonna go. I'm at Glenn Clark Radio. GlennClarkRadio.com is the website. So we're gonna what we're gonna do is we're gonna post the show. I hope now just as is. I'm scheduled to chat with uh, Selena Majors tomorrow afternoon. So we're gonna post the show. If you listen to it and the show just ends, there's gonna be an interview that you can go back and listen to like Friday afternoon. I'm just warning you of that. We're going to do it. We did this with Carlito a couple weeks ago where we posted the show, didn't know for sure what was going on with Carlito. That ended up happening, and we just reposted the show. We're going to do it the same way. So if you get to this and it's just the end of the show, well, then come back. Double-check Friday afternoon or evening to listen to the entirety of the show. Uh, if you hear me take a break and then come back with an interview, then you know you got the whole show. Everybody good with that? We all on board? Can we handle that? I hope so. All right. Uh, for uh, Brandon, for Aaron, and for the main event, vent, vent. Vent, 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 vent. AJ Francis, I'm Glenn Clark. This has been Jobbing Out. Baltimore's favorite bar is just 771 feet from home plate at Camden Yards. Sliders Bar and Grill is at 504 Washington Boulevard, just steps away from Camden Yards. It's the perfect sports bar for every season. This is the perfect time to book your private party or take the office to lunch. Feeding clients, take them to Baltimore's neighborhood sports bar, Sliders, for great food and drinks with some local atmosphere. You can book your private event on the second floor or on the outside patio, both overlooking the best stadium in baseball. See all of Sliders' daily specials 
tables or book your party at slidersbaltimore.com. Sliders, Baltimore's neighborhood sports bar. Visit them today. Back in here for segment number three of Jobbing Out, Glenn Clark now joined by an absolute legend in the pro wrestling business. Uh, While Women of Wrestling returns to Access TV for Season 2 starting next Saturday night, September 7th at 8 o'clock. And our next guest has been a part of this business. Uh, She's seen it all, basically, during the course of her her career. She's leading the way for WOW, and you've seen her in the past going all the way back to some of the former uh, uh, promotions that David McLean had been a part of. She was part of WCW for a while. Literally, she's accomplished everything there is in this business. She is Selena Majors, and she is with us now here on Jobbing Out. Selena, it's Glenn. It's great to chat with you. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us here. Thank you, Glenn, and uh, thank you for all the kind words you said. Uh, that's really nice of you. And uh, want to tell everybody, in, in case they don't know, I wrestled as Andy. Yeah, right. Exactly right. Exactly right. That's a great. So look, Selena, you know, I I mean everything I said, you really have done it all. And that was the first thing that jumped out at me is like, at this point in your career, what possibly have you not done that you're still like, you know, here's why I go out there and do this every day and, and try to train these girls and put myself through it all. Like, what could you possibly still want to do? Oh, there's so much. <laughs> I don't know if you have enough time on the air to, uh, to for me to tell you all my dreams and ambitions. <laughs> but I'll tell you this. Uh, I always tell everybody, I'm so blessed. I'm so thankful that I'm 53 years old, and I've been doing this for oh, 33 years. And uh, I feel so blessed to still be a part of it. I mean, um, I've seen the whole... Uh, they talk about, uh, like, that there's an evolution or revolution or whatever of wrestling. Uh, I've been doing this. I've seen the whole journey. I've seen the real uh, evolution of it uh, from in the 80s and even watching it as a kid in the 70s um, to, to now. And I have seen it all. I've seen a lot. And I love the business. Uh, it's it's the most passionate thing that I've ever felt Um it, I, I love it from the feeling of the fans to uh, of just knowing that it was a dream of mine. At 10 years old, my dad used to take me, and he wanted to be a wrestler, and I wanted to be one. When I got 10, I was like, I'm going to do this. But the women were just a sideshow back then. And for it to have come all this way and me be a part of the journey, to now we we have our own platform, an all-women's wrestling show. I, mean, it's- I just feel so blessed. And, uh, I mean, I have a lot more dreams ahead of me. Uh, I won't expose all of them, <laughs> but, uh, but this is definitely one of them and it's coming true. And I feel so thankful that Access Television, uh, believed in us and, uh, Mark Cuban, Andrew Simon, they seen our product, they seen what, what we were about and they believed in us enough to give us their own platform. And also Jeannie Buss, who has, uh, she's been with us for 20 years now and supporting us and uh, making us who we are. We couldn't do it without her. And so there's a lot of people out there that really made this happen. And I just feel so blessed and fortunate that, to be a part of it. Selena, so, so, there's so much I want to cover there. The first being, like, you threw out that word evolution. I think that's been talked about a lot recently. But what, what you're alluding to, I think, is so important from what you saw when you first broke into this business and, and the role that women played in professional wrestling to today, where 
you know, women are are not only do you have your own show on Access TV, but but are it's no longer that it's just sort of being treated like a sideshow. That this is why people tune in to watch professional wrestling. Do you know exactly like when this moment came that this all happened and and such a change occurred in the business? And can you put into words what it means to you to have watched things change for women in this industry the way that they have? Uh, okay, let me see if I can try to answer that one. <laughs> um, well, I'll start with how it makes me feel. And, uh, I, I mean, I get choked up because um, when I was a little girl, my dad wanted to be a wrestler. He took me to the matches. And I remember seeing the first girls' match because, you know, it was men's wrestling back then. This was in the 70s, 1976. And, uh, I seen a women's match and I remember, you know, my dad t- has told me this story before, you know, I was always real chattery on the way home telling him, you know, you know, all about the wrestling and all excited. And that night I was super quiet and he said, I was just, you know, staring out the window and he, and he said, what are you thinking about? And I said, I want to do that. And that was the first time in my life I seen other women do it where before it was just, you know, a little tomboy, I want to do it, but, you know, they're all guys, and I've seen women wrestle. And it it made me feel like, wow, you know, there's a chance, there's hope that I actually can do this. And I never, and then they would only bring in the women's on special occasions. Um, I grew up in Georgia, so it was Georgia Championship Wrestling. If you're out of Baltimore, I know that you guys got it on the mm-hmm. Super uh channel the super station mm-hmm. uh, so uh you know they would bring in the girls maybe two three times a year and that would be like on a big maybe a thanksgiving show or a, or a big summer spectacular and they would bring uh i don't want to offend anybody by saying midget wrestling but that's what they called them and you know we had they would have the midget wrestling and they would have girls match and that's the words they use girls match Usually they wouldn't even list what the girl's name was. It was just girls' match. Hmm. When I first started wrestling, I've got a bunch of posters where it had girls, 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 girls' match. You know, that's what that's what we were. And so, to keep doing this, something you love and wanting it to be better and wanting it to be equal, and now all these years later but still on my journey, 30 years later, uh, we have our own show and it's accepted by wrestling fans. That's another big thing. No, of course. Uh, there, there was attempts. Uh, now, a part of your question was when did I first, you know, see something like an evolution or something like that. I've seen the possibilities uh, in the 80s when David McClain had a dream of having women's wrestling. And he also, I, I can't speak for him, but I've heard the story enough because he and I, we'd talk on the bus when I wrestled for him in another group uh, called PAL. Uh, it was after Glow. And his vision and my vision was so similar. And he had had the vision uh, of when he first seen Candy Divine wrestle Princess Jasmine up in Chicago. And Candy had the beautiful big robe like Ric Flair wore mm-hmm. and the long blonde hair. And it was um, 
you know, he thought to himself, why can't the women have their own show? Now, for a 20-something-year-old guy, that was a great dream. I was in the business, a woman in the business. That was my dream, and we talked about it. And that was, you know, over 30 years ago on a bus traveling up, up north somewhere through Chicago. And we both said, wow, wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be great? The glow, I don't believe, took off back then. His vision was one thing, and they had other producers that had another vision. Uh, I was never, no disrespect, but I was never a fan of it because I grew up watching NWA, Georgia Championship Wrestling. So I always felt like Glow was kind of like a Saturday Night Live spinoff of, of what wrestling was. But David left because he wanted it to be legitimate, competitive women's wrestling. And he kept trying to make it work, and I just kept getting myself booked and wrestling everywhere I could on, as the women's match, the sideshow. And I remember places where they didn't even have a dressing room, you know, and the boys wouldn't want to give up their spot so they'd find some broom closet and put you in. Or they'd tell you to dress in the public women's bathroom with the fans in there. So to go through all that, and I could tell you much more, but I know that you don't, you have limited time and <laughs> I got to, you know, put over our show, not yep. talk about my journey. Yeah. But to go through all that to come to having the all women's wrestling and remember, David and I, we did this 18, 19 years ago, yep. the year 2000. Uh, we had it on television. And uh, so, to me, I don't think, uh, the only evolution or revolution there is is that there's more fans out there that voice their opinion to the promoters and to the people in charge and television to say, hey, we do want to see this. We, we, we will be fans of this. We would like this. There's so many people that want to see it now. That's the biggest difference. No question about uh, that. But when I would go to shows, you know, in the in the 80s and 90s, and, and, you know, the fans all loved it. They would come up and go, oh, I wish we had a, another women's match on the card, you know. So watching it like that, it's not some big thing that just a lot, you know, switch was turned on, and, and, and now all of a sudden there's women wrestlers, you know. Um, sometimes if you listen to certain people talk and tell the spin of it, you think they just invented it, but you know, it just, that there just now was women's wrestling and, and we've been around a long time, you know, I mean, women's wrestling's been around since the fifties. So it's come a long way and, uh, I'm, I'm very blessed to have seen it and be, hope, hope to think that my footprint is somewhere in that journey and evolution. I think there's no doubt about that. She's Selena Majors, of course, the former Bambi. Wow, Women of Wrestling every Saturday night, 8 o'clock on Access TV starting next Saturday, September 7th. Um, Selena, now as you're working with these girls and you're working with the Tessa Blanchards of the world, the Teal Pipers, some names that might be familiar to professional wrestling fans, even if they haven't checked out yet a while yet, what are you trying to convey to them? Knowing where you've come from, what you've seen, how you understand the business to have fallen out. What is it that you're trying to convey to them beyond just trying to help them improve as wrestlers, as a teacher? What do you want them to know? Well, I try to be a coach of life, uh, not just a coach in the wrestling ring, but uh, just a coach of life. And uh, I do convey a lot of these stories, as you 
can tell once you get me talking about wrestling. I have so much passion for it. I can talk all day long. And the girls know that, too. We're in the ring busting our tail in the ring. But then there's times where we just all sit down inside the ring and I tell them stories. And, um, and it's a great honor for me to do that, to pass along the torch. I've got a lot of great students at the, at the training center. Uh, I feel like they're all great. But it is also an honor to have people such as Teal Piper because with her dad, Roddy Piper, she had so many doors that could be open for her that she could have literally went to any training school sure. out there. And she chose ours. So that, I, I, that puts a smile on my face. Uh, I never met her dad, um, but I was a fan when I was a kid. He was part of Georgia Championship Wrestling. And boy, when he got on the microphone, he could really do some talking. And uh, he, he was awesome in the ring as well. And uh, and, and Tessa Blanchard, third generation, uh, grew up watching her dad, too, with the four horsemen. I mean, you know, Tully Blanchard. My favorite was Ole Anderson. So when I met Tessa, it was like a... Uh, instant friendship because we both had that in common. Her dad was one of the four horsemen, and Ole Anderson has always been one of my mentors. <clears throat> so that that was a uh, it, it's great having her in part of the company. Uh, we've got some tremendous women athletes out there. Uh, they, the the athleticism of the women today have come so far. If you want to talk about some kind of evolution of wrestling, it's the moves in the ring that I feel like that have come so far, not just being accepted by the fans and the promoters and now, you know, being on a platform and holding our own, but just the athleticism. Um, there's more time spent with girls uh, in, in the training ring, perfecting them, because uh, when, I, when I was wrestling, I know I had to go out there and there would sometimes be some of the wrestlers on the show that didn't feel like, you, you know, they wanted women on the show that, us being on the show took away two spots of, you know, two uh, two men wrestlers. And so you weren't always welcomed. Uh, the fans always seemed like they loved it, but sometimes there was a lot of um, bitterness or jealousy uh, in the back, you know, behind the curtain. And uh, so just, just to be out there and let them know that experience. I mean, we're a sisterhood. Uh, I had to go out there and work ten times harder because I felt like I wasn't wanted there. Maybe the boys in the back didn't want me out there. So I had to go out there and work a lot harder than the men did just to try to prove my point and keep my spot. Well, the girls today, they don't have to work harder to prove anything like that or to keep their spot, but their athletic skills have come so far from how they were in the 80s, the 90s, you know, we've, we've evolved in the 80s. We thought we had come a long ways from how they wrestled in the 50s. But now the girls are just, it's unbelievable. I mean, uh, I, I look at them and it brings a tear to my eye. I mean, they work so hard and uh, they're so good. So if you happen to tune in, I'll ramble all day about how great they are. I'm like a proud mom. I don't have any children. <laughs> so I like to brag about the girls. So I'm, I'm like one of those people that just keep going on and on about their children. But I'm real proud of all of them. And we've got some really good stars, uh, superheroes. Uh, so if you haven't tuned in, tune in. It debuts September 7th on Access Television. Uh, if you didn't catch it last season, uh, they're playing 
episodes to catch you up. It, and, and, and then our new show starts September 7th on Saturday nights. And I think on the East Coast it's 8 o'clock. Yep. Um, so uh, be sure and tune in. But we've got some girls. We've got one girl I'd like to talk about. And I know you're supposed to ask the questions, but I, I want to tell you that there's a, there's a uh, lady wrestler uh, by the name of The Beast. And she is phenomenal. She's from Los Angeles. When she walked into the Wild Training Center, I just I could I've never seen anybody quite like her before in women's wrestling. And China was a great uh, wrestler. She was a great uh, her her status was just like you know Andre the Giant. They call her Ninth Wonder of the World because of her look, her status. But the Beast is probably the only woman that I've seen that has come close to a resemblance of uh, someone like China. I mean, she just stands out. If she's in the airport or if she's, uh, you know, in the grocery store, uh, she just stands out. She just has such a presence about her. And uh, she's going to be a phenomenal somebody to, to, to really take a look at. And uh, we've got many more at the at the Wow Training Center, but I'm I'm really proud of all of them, and, and and they're really and I try to instill a lot into them. So back to the question, I just try to be a coach of everything of life, not just in the ring, but out of the ring, and try to teach them as much as I can, and to pass along. Uh, I feel like this is maybe my my purpose in life is to pass it along to the next generation. Well, that's great. Hey, Selena, before I let you go, um, I, I know it's very different because it's a TV show. It's not an actual wrestling show, but have you have you watched the, the Glow Show on Netflix, and what do you think of it? And in a way, do you feel like even if it's not a wrestling show, it's a, a TV show, it's sort of helped the business because it's maybe made some people that, that weren't perhaps wrestling fans more interested in wrestling in general? You're absolutely right. I'll tell you, back in the 80s, I would have told you I wasn't a fan of Glow. And I think that's because I was out there um, working with the NWA and WCW, and, and it was different. But I'll tell you, I love the Netflix thing. I love what they did. Everything, uh, they're bringing back a lot of things that are 80-ish, and that's what's in style now. That's what's hip. Uh, but they made Glow so much bigger than life yeah. because with the Netflix thing, you, you, you nailed it. Uh, b- before that, maybe if you were a wrestling fan, you would have, and you were around my age, you would have said, Oh yeah, I remember that show. But now it's almost like a household name. Everyone knows what glow wrestling is. Yep. And that is amazing. And, uh, it, it was a tremendous help. Hey, I give them credit. Um, uh, they got out there. They were they worked hard, and uh, David had an idea that was bigger than its time. It was his idea was what's happening today, and that was in 1985. Yeah, and so um, it's almost like he had the vision before anybody else could accept it. And so I, I'm real proud that that um, that goes on. I did watch the first. I don't know. I guess it's called first seasons as well. I, I watched the first season. And just to see, you know, I wanted to see how much the fiction matched the real, sure. you know, the real life stuff. But um, so, but I'm always busy at the training center, and there's a lot going on. I'm not able to catch up after that first season, but I, I'm glad that it's made uh, help women's wrestling. Uh, I'm all for anything that has a positive effect 
on the women and women's wrestling. So I'm all for that. Awesome. Season two of maybe one, maybe one day they can make one about about uh, Wow. About, yeah. yeah. About wow. <laughs> there you go. There and you I'll go. Be in it. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> Season two of WOW Women of Wrestling uh, gets underway next Saturday night, September 7th, 8 o'clock on Access TV. Selena Majors, a legend, thank you so much for taking the time for us this week. We'd love to do this again sometime. Thank you, Glenn. I know I ramble a lot. I'm a big talker, but you can clearly see how much I love wrestling and how much I love the wrestling business. But thank you, Glenn, for having me on. It's been my pleasure. and. I'd love to talk to you anytime you want me on. Okay, appreciate Selena taking the time for us. Uh, good conversation with someone who's seen a lot in this business. And Teal Piper is going to join us next week on uh, Jobbing Out, of course, the daughter of uh, Roddy Piper, and she is a part of WOW Women of Wrestling this season as well. So that'll be very cool. Looking forward to chatting with her. She's also in the uh, Battle Royal on Saturday night at All Out. So that was our uh, our false finish and then our real finish. Hey, by the way, real quick, I got to send a screener. I got to um, to see the Peanut Butter Falcon movie this week. Um, maybe you've heard about it. Shia LaBeouf, uh, Dakota Johnson from Fifty Shades of Grey, uh, Thomas Hayden Church, and a slew of wrestling related. It's a weird, like it's a it's a drama, uh, a little bit of a cheesy drama that ends up having a lot of wrestling themes, which is weird. But the uh, the sweet natured part of the story is that it's about um, a young man with Down syndrome who's actually played by an actor with Down syndrome, which is very cool, um, who wants to become a professional wrestler and uh, involves Jake the Snake Roberts and Mick Foley. It's actually a very good movie. It's very lighthearted. It's definitely a family type of flick, um, but it's worth checking out, The Peanut Butter Falcon, uh, with Mick Foley and Jake the Snake Roberts being a part of it. All right, that'll do it. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next week.